The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. The following is a special presentation of Radio Memphis. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> hey, it's deep. It, it is. It so, is. It's on. It's been a minute. So how you been? <laughs> What's up? What's new? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was hiding under a rock until, um, you know, you searched me out. I was uh, upstairs when you pulled up. and uh, Yes. You were uh, grabbing parts of yourself when I'm in pain a little bit, but I'm I. I'm working on it. I, I, I know. I promised, um, you know, I promised that, uh, you know, I would talk to, you know, kind of check in as we were going through stuff and um, everybody that's tuned in, you know, if you would actually, um, were listening and I know a lot of people did and, you know, I appreciate it because I got a lot of messages, um, you know, back in the spring, you know, you and I had come on air and did a special, um, live broadcast. Yeah, it was before the flood. It was, yeah, before the flood <laughs> and when things really were kind of getting, you know, kind of kicked off with COVID and everything else, um, you know, we, uh, was uh, it back in March? I think it was. Uh, uh, yeah, actually it was the, uh, the last day in March because it was, um, it was, um, a uh, last day in February because, uh. It was right before, um, the day before colon cancer awareness. Ah, that's what it was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot's happened between then and now. A lot has happened. With you and here. Absolutely. Well, here, not so much. I mean, we're just kind of in a in a weird archive mode. Well, you know, and I've been trying to follow you guys and you know, I mean, just because I'm not, you know, mama's not around, you know, in studio and stuff doesn't mean that mama's not like peering. Oh, and I know, I know. And, and all of that. And you, you and LJ have been doing a fantastic job, you know, holding Thank down you. the forts and stuff with the Radio Memphis in the morning and, and keeping everybody updated and, and entertained and all that good stuff. And we're having fun with it. And, you know, it's, it's, we're approaching it with the, uh, the levity I think it deserves, but also with the information that has to be, uh, you know, disseminated. I of mean, course. Because there's a lot that's going on and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're having to sort through, it's, it's become a bit of a difficult program to do in that usually it would have been just a bunch of nonsense for five hours of us telling dick jokes and playing fart noises, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, those, those, those come in so handy. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're talking about what the CDC is saying or what the White House is saying, what the World Health Organization is saying. And then throwing everybody in the mix as far as, you know, media and, and, right. and, and all of that, it's been, um, it's been, you know, quite an emotional roller coaster, you know, for, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, along with, you know, along with the stress and strain as far as, you know, yeah. not just with home life, but with businesses and, and work and schedules and children, you know, trying to get back into the scheme of things of school and stuff, you know, and, and world. Which is, is kind of a disaster. Well, it's been a huge, huge, did, huge did, did you hear what happened today? What happened today? No, because, I mean, you know, I just. The University know. of Memphis football team is on hold. What? They played one game last week. Their their season opener. Okay. They played uh, Arkansas State. Watch the game. It was it was surreal to see that they were calling this. It was a sellout at Liberty Bowl, but four thousand people. Oh. And they would ha- they would show it was on ESPN and they would show the crowd what was of it and right. it were just groups of people and they were all scattered, scattered all over the place. Well, I mean, they were doing their you know due diligence and you know and trying mm-hmm. to keep it as safe as possible. Well, as it turns out, a couple of players now have the COVID and. Um, oh, they've no. tested positive, and they did not use the term abundance of caution, but they did say that they are going to put everything on hold right now until they can get a handle on what's going on. Where they're doing the contact tracing now. Where did these guys come up with it? And there's, there's, there's. This is some of the things that we have to deal with in the morning is is disseminating the reality from the fiction. Absolutely. 
and there's stories now going around and I don't know the I don't know the truth in any of this but apparently after that game a bunch of the players got a bus and they went somewhere to a party oh and that's the that's the that's the story that's being you know laid out now as it may not have happened on the field. It may have happened outside the realm of the game. And, you know, so they weren't, you know, these guys need to go in, do what they have to do uh, at the at their workout facility, at the gym, at the field, play the game, clean up, go home. And go home. And they didn't do that. And and, and, and that's and, and that's the problem because, you know, some of this information that winds up coming out, the first thing that you hear is okay it's the football team and it happened at this game and so everybody's going to assume that the actual initial event happened when everybody gathered for the football game when all actuality was what everybody was doing right um right. and you know this is you know this is a thing that everybody needs to kind of really pay attention to and and uh, those of you that you know, know me also know that i also work in the medical field and you know for for us you know getting a lot of this information in you know as we go i mean it's 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 been a rocket ride Okay. You know, trying to sort through it, you know, and, and trying to, you know, and trying to figure those things out. And, and you know, uh, it, it does have, you know, a sense of cautionary tale that, you know, things need to do need to be taken a little more seriously and a little more effort. And what's funny about it is that the effort that goes into something, it, it, what they're asking is actually very minimal and very simple. Oh, sure. You know, sure. is it hard? Yeah, it is. It sucks. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Everybody wants to, you know, go back to life as normal. This is, you know, this is fall season, especially, you know, especially for Memphis in the South. You know, this is this is football season. This is this is tailgating. This is, you know, oh, that's done. Yeah, this is hay rides. It's getting, you know, it's grilling. It's it's all of it, you know, and it's and it's all of, and everything is always based around some type of, you know, community or social gathering event, and. You know, this is you know this is going to be one of those deals where everybody's kind of throwing caution to the wind, and they're like, well, you know, it's just us, or it's just our family. It's just you know, family of twenty five. <laughs> and then it spreads out because then there's friends and there's extended family you haven't seen. Well, and you know, and what you also have to remember is that each of, each of those particular individuals that are that are at these gatherings, you don't know what they're doing or where they've been or or, oh, yeah. or, or what they're hanging out with before they got there. Hell yeah. You know. Or how they got there. Exactly. They may have gotten on a plane. You don't know. Exactly. Uh, Los Angeles this week canceled Halloween. Oh, man. Completely. Oh, my. No door-to-door trick-or-treating. No parties. Oh. Uh, the only thing that they're allowing is uh, parades. Like a car parade. As long as the judges are, you know, 20 feet away. Well, of course, and they would be because, I mean. You know, You're in the street. Well, right. And then, so they're allowing some of the kids, I guess, to kind of take part in the parade. But, you know, I, I don't even know how they're going to pull this off. Well, I mean, I mean how like, would you do that? Because it would require, you know, a, an audience, you know, to see said parade. See, there's that. And it's, 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 it's complicated. And what we've done, too, for good or ill, we've backed away from giving numbers. Yes, and you should. And because we're getting a lot of conflicting numbers from, say, like if you've got five sources, you're going to have five different sets of numbers. You are. And I'll tell you something that's really alarming to me is that I have, with great interest, been watching the numbers in Shelby County. Oh, of course. Through the task force, through the mayor's task force. Absolutely. And every day they put out their their, their numbers. And if you look at it just on the surface, if you look at the graph, right, the big bell graph Mm -hmm. from the beginning you know, back in when they started keeping those records, which was, I think, in early February, all the way down to the current day today, we had a spike, and now it's it's come down to 
pre-COVID levels, yes. according to those numbers. Now, that doesn't mean everything's hunky-dory and it's great. And everything. It's not. It's Th- not. It's not accurate. Those are based on the numbers of tests that have been taken. Correct. And there's not that many tests being taken. Well, I mean... It's expensive for one. There's not necessarily... There's there's more testing that is being done than you probably are aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, what we're looking at is is the, the type of testing now like for us like in the medical field you know obviously because we're on the front lines well of course um you know that they're going to be doing you know, an enormous amount more you know only because of, of contact um what i've understood is that there have been opportunities where you know testing has been made available and you know and some it, it, not not to the expense um and, and not to be too bad you know for for those that you know do have the insurance or have the opportunities there have been some sites that pop up where everybody can kind of do the you know the drive-by and you know that kind of stuff and they and they make it cost effective if not some in some cases just hey come get it done you know and, right. and you have to kind of you know look at those look at those sources one of the things that's what that's also happening when you see these numbers today what you have to remember is that because of the uptick in the amount of testing that's being done mm-hmm. the select laboratories that have been chosen in order to you know the actual source in order to be able to read these are getting inundated oh yeah and 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 this is i mean it, that's why there's a delay there's a there, there's like a, a 10 day delay on a standard test right and so today's numbers may be like okay everything's great and then everybody feels like rock and roll and we're going to go back to our normal you know course of business and then two weeks from now you're going to hear this and um, we've had this surge that's happened expect that we just got over you know a holiday weekend right and expect it oh it's, yeah, you know, it's oh, oh big time uh, i've got a friend who uh who had gotten this new job and he was telling me that uh you know part of the condition was that he was that he'd go get tested mm-hmm. which is understandable sure and, and uh he said that uh, they sent him to this one particular place that was doing the rapid testing okay uh which apparently is a little more accurate than the other i, I, I because of there's the re- different there's, there's there, different there, tests there's, you know. there, well there's different um opinions on whether or not it's more accurate or not right and it depends on who you're talking to. and it was like a three-hour test well i mean it's a you're not you don't have a cotton swab crammed up your ass for you know three minutes that's where they do it i'm not sure uh, um, stop it but uh but he said that uh they did the swab thing and they said okay we'll call you in about three hours which they did $1,500 test, I think it was. And uh, he said, he said yep, you're all clear. You know, you, you, you're you good to go. And then, he, but he, he gets off the phone and he goes, that actually brings up more questions than answers. I know at this particular moment right now, exactly, I have test negative for COVID. But you may from, not develop symptoms until five to seven From the waiting room to the car, to the gas station, to the Taco Bell, to home, what am I going to test tomorrow? You know. Well, I mean, and, and and again, I mean, are you doing all the things necessary in order to keep yourself safe? Are you keeping your hands washed? Yeah, you got mask go, on. You do are you keeping that. distance? You know, social distancing in place. Are you you know doing you know doing these type of things? Um, I know that some of the rapid testing that's available. I mean, you can get you can get the results back as soon as fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was a company. Uh, FSN had been talking about it some. This uh, this this little company in uh, just outside of London had developed a five minute test. No oh, wow. And it had a box. It's a it's a it's a it's a computer type of thing, right? It's about not much bigger than a shoebox. And they take the sample and they stick the Q tip into this thing. And it does the reagent stuff and it does all of the stuff it does, and there's a little readout, and it's just like that. And so everybody was like, Hey, 
we got to roll this out globally. And the guy, the guy that runs the company is like, we weren't expecting this to work. You know, <laughs> stop it. We can't keep up with the demand. This is awful. I don't know if we can pull this off. Well, I mean, and that's, that's, you know, that's a little, that's a little messed up to make that statement because when you're dealing with what we're dealing with at this time with well, the pandemic yeah, yeah. and you go in, you know, with a, with a, with a trooper attitude that you're going to find something that's going to work. And if it does work, what do you think they're going to do? Well, they did it out of necessity thinking that it was just going to stay in England, and which I have news about England. Uh, well, that's a little selfish, but okay, go ahead. About, well, no, that's just how that works, you know, because these things, they cost money to make, right? Well, sure. And they had gotten some money from the British government okay. to, uh, to keep up with what's going on in the UK. Now, you remember the UK is in the process of leaving Europe, so they're, be- they're becoming a little isolationist. Absolutely. Well, the guy that, the guy that developed it, what he, what he did was, uh, what happened was, um, <laughs> he made the schematics and the plans for this thing available to any person in the world. Really? So countries like India, for example, which is now number two on the infection rate as far as countries go, um, they're dying for this, literally dying for this type of technology. So this guy's like, here, let me email you the package. And it's the schematics and you can build it yourself. And really? that's and that's what they're doing. They said, we'll help you with the reagent, which is that little chemical that they drop right. onto the thing to see right, what. Right. So we'll help you with that, but we can't make the boxes. You can make the boxes, but we'll help you get it kind of up and running. So that's what there's a big kind of a weird game of catch. Well, okay, on. well, well, then that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's not a, a matter of being selfish. I mean, it's like, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, somebody in Scott. There was a company in Scotland that has uh, had some success. They're in phase three trials of the vaccine that they're, that they're working on. Right. And the phase three is the last phase for va- uh, for vaccine testing, and that's the that's the hard one. That's the really the tough one because they have to use a large sample of people. Right. They they knock them up. I mean, not in that sense, but they they, they, they give them the shot, and then they expose them to COVID. But they also have to see the long term. So they're looking at ninety days with these people to see if the vaccine's going to f them up. You know, and here's the thing. I understand the necessity and and, and the need and, and, and how medicine works. And there's a part of me that, you know, when, you know, they're like, oh, well, we've had X amount of, you know, trials and testing and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that's just, there's not enough, there's not enough for me to negotiate the idea of you giving me the shot and oh yeah and there's a lot of people here in this country like over the cdc i think fauci was one of them he goes yeah the talk of the vaccine that's going to be available in november now nah, i'm a pass okay when he says that but you're going to go ahead and, and, and support putting it through but you're going to pass on it well he's not supporting putting it through he said i don't think anybody should do this and if it gives you an, an example of how i feel about this as an infectious disease expert I would rather wait until phase three testing is complete yes. and then peer reviewed. Yes. You know, yes. and, and look, I have a, I have a lot of faith in a, um, the, the, the men and women who work in these laboratories I and do who too. spend a lot of time. I mean, these are people that are working 14 hour days, seven days a week, their face against a microscope. Yep. They're studying everything they can about this thing and trying and that's why we keep learning about, they go, Oh wow. Yeah. You, uh, um, you can have heart disease now, or you can have uh, brain issues, or you can have uh, kidney problems, and and they're they're discovering this along the way, and then they go, well, yeah, there's like six strains of it, they're all related, 
And one vaccine will take care of all of them. And but well, we didn't know the, that. Yes. Because of the protein spike and all the stuff that's in there. Right. You know, I've, I've been reading up on it. I see. I mean, you sound really kind of medically smart all of a sudden. I'm kind of impressed. Well, you know, like you were saying with the morning show and us having to be here in a position, not of authority by any means, because we're certainly not that. <laughs> uh, there. There's this whole notion of artificial intelligence in radio, but we're more artificially stupid. Well, you know, know, at least you come to grips with it and you embrace it. And we'll, you know, we'll come across a a, a, a study and I'll and I'll and I want to get it out there and say, look, I, let's chew on this a minute. But right. you know, we have to understand. You know, I'll say, here's the source. This comes from uh, the Lancet, or this comes from uh, 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 Epidemiology's July volume. You know, something like that. And so here's here's what we know and. And we'll talk about it, and we make our little extrapolations here and there, but we've never sat here and said, it's all behind us, everything is good. We've always said, keep your goddamn mask on, stay the fuck over there. Stay over there. Stay over there. Let's be alone together, just like this little commercial said just last break. (laughs) (laughs) Alone together. And, And then on top of all of this, you're having to deal with this incredible amount of, um, toxicity in social media. That and it's and it's oh it's aggravating and there was a, there was a guy uh, he put up a I just unfollowed the dude he said September fifteen everybody just needs to stop wearing the mask I saw one I mean it was like what where, where, where are these dates because there's actually one or two different no I'm sorry there's like two or three different dates and it's the same post about yeah. you know like you we're know, going mask like bur- like burn bras we're gonna burn masks yeah, you know? yeah burn your draft card you know right and and it's like okay so we just chose this date um, we didn't choose nothing no, they did right. And I'm to the point now, if you want to be that ignorant about it, mm. go forth. Well, I mean... With reckless abandon, we'll thin the herd. You do you. <laughs> you do you and stay over there. Right, you know, and I'll do me, you know, and me's going to stay over on this end. I, I have been so I have been so isolated, you know. Do, you know do, well, yeah, because you've got this other issue that's going on. I do. Yeah. And, and, and what's Which so- we'll talk about here. Absolutely, and but you know it's so funny because getting on and and listening to you know and, and reading you know some of the stuff as far as you know posting and stuff that's going on in social media, yeah, uh, you know we've made the comment over and over again that you start to kind of really learn about you know people you thought you knew for so many years, um, and you're just reading all of this different stuff and everybody's so angry and everybody's so upset and everybody right. is so right. you know whatever and they're not necessarily they're you near know, they're not talking from a place of you know the betterment uh, you know the good of all. Versus what they're personally going through and how it's interrupted their their personal program. Well, um, you know we, and I've said this before, not just here on on the morning show, but on uh, in uh, in from Radioland, I've made this discussion or uh, this statement, and I think it's it's appropriate, and it's that right now where we are, you know, mid September, mm. as we because we creep closer toward the end of the year and fall and all the weirdness that's coming down the road. Every it's safe to say that most everybody in this country right now is living with a lot of uh, uncertainty and with that there's a lot of fear and it's this natural fear well, it's sure it is. it's not the fear of what the media is screaming at you or what certain politicians are saying or not saying or whatever like there's this there's this underlying fear that i think most americans are dealing with and it's and it's that one that creeps up on you at night when you go to when you go to bed and you're laying there and you start thinking about what if well, you know, I mean, what if I what if I what if I catch this, or what if my wife catches this? What, what if, if my what if this happens? This? And you know, and of course, now you know, not to get religious because you know that's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, I've dude, read. you and I both like the band Ghost. I know about your religion. Well, well, you know, right? Okay, which yeah. is an incredible band, by the way. 
I, I think it's. I, I spent two weeks down that rabbit hole. And isn't that crazy? I love them. Isn't that crazy? Have you have you seen the interviews with Tobias? Um, I've seen a couple. I've He's seen. incredible. It's it's uh, you know it's He's a, a talented dude. Yeah, it's it's a little underrated for those that don't don't that don't take the time to do. Kind of Real quick aside, the first album. You yeah. know where they did it? Hmm. They did it in Nashville. Yes, they did. Actually, it was I did Tobias and and uh, the guitar player, and they hired a session drummer. And they, but they couldn't get a choir because nobody would sing those lyrics. Nobody would sing those lyrics. So they had, and I was like, dude, had I known this, we could have whipped up a choir for them and done it here. Oh, and we've done it before, yes. Absolutely. But they wouldn't have they wouldn't have cared about what the their, the content was. They'd be like, Oh, cool, we get to do this. Yeah, we're we're singing with so and so. Yeah. But um, anyway, anyway, you're back to the religion thing. Well, no, I mean not to get religious or anything, but you know, it's really funny because with with the craziness, the pandemic um, you know the hurricanes or tornadoes, the wildfires, um, oh, yeah. you know, the earthquakes, and and you know all of the you know all the craziness and stuff. And of course, the couple of the once in a blue moon stories that flash across are going. By the way, did you know that X amount size meteor just missed the planet by two points? Oh yeah, NASA's <laughs> having so much fun with this. They go, oh, should we tell them? Well, you know, it's almost kind of like don't. You know what I mean? I think it would be really great if you just didn't tell us. They got Bruce Willis on speed dial. Armageddon. And they got Elon Musk with a rocket ready to go. We know what's happening. They'll just have to call Ben Affleck and get Bruce over there. Love you, Harry. Well, I mean, right. And you actually get to kind of like, you know, do the E.T. phone home thing and actually say bye to him before he has to blow it up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, there's, but, but it goes back to that fear thing. Well, we're, right. all, we're all scared and, and, uh, and that's fine. That's, that's perfectly acceptable. Be scared. It's okay. It's okay. All of these added, added things in the mix is... You know, people are starting to question things, and, oh, yeah. and people are starting question. to, and for good reason. There's everything to be questioned. Well, for good, you know, good and bad. You know, but you know, good in the sense of you know, people are actually realizing, you know, what is. It? I'm hoping. I know I have. Um, what's more important? You know, what's worth it? What's not? Right. You know, wh- you learn to prioritize pretty quickly. And you learn. You, you know, people have really kind of figured out over the course of time. I mean, of course, we've always had this figured out. You know, we live in the last Boy Scout. You know, less is more. Yeah. You can actually yeah. do a lot with less. You don't need a well, lot. Well, it's a, you know, the, the immigrant will say, oh, I need to go to the grocery store. And I said, <laughs> do we really? And yeah. we open up the cabinet. And you, you know, you, We can go another couple of weeks here before. I mean, any other, okay, so we're out of peanut butter. Okay, find something else. That's a want. You know, well, no, I like the peanut butter. So, so does she. But, you know, but we can hold off a little bit and let's let's clear out some of this and let's go when we need to get more than one thing. Well, absolutely. You know, it's one of those, you know, why are we going to go every day, you know, and stop in when you go one time and you don't have to go back for a couple of weeks? Well, and I'm terrified for her. I know she because she works in a restaurant. Yes. And and that's a whole different uh, that I, I don't I don't really want to get involved in all of that because there's some. It's. Let me put it this way. The audience she works with is vastly different than the audience we work with. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Oh, absolutely. No, she comes home with these stories, these horror stories of people that are like, oh, this is all a hoax. None of this is real. Take off that stupid mask. Are you serious? Give us a real menu. Why are we having to use paper? I want a, I want real silverware. Why am I using plastic? You know, that. don't bring the tea pitch. No. Bring the just bring the tea pitcher. Why you got to bring me a new glass every time? You know, because they're you know restaurant people are having to work under certain very particular kinds. And of right, and they're having to do a little extra, you know, just to keep everybody the, safe. The health department just uh, Wednesday went through Overton Square and cited every I saw every that. 
venue in there from Lafayette's all the way down to the the bayou and all no, I, I thought that I thought that Lafayette's actually was okay they were and and it was all correctable stuff they didn't like give them a ticket or anything they just went in there and did an inspection they go all right the hostess mask was over her was was not over her nose right um those two tables are a little too close together. It was stuff like that, whereas opposed to other places that are like the ones over in Hickory Hill. Did you, did you see that? They <laughs> shut them down. They were like, yeah, yeah, no. There were dance clubs. Well, yeah, and, and they were packed. And they were all bumping and, you know, bumping uglies and nobody's yeah. wearing a mask and they're sharing bottles. and you know, Yeah, and 100% capacity. And, and Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are and then, you know, and it doesn't it doesn't affect anybody and nobody cares and nobody worries until it hits home. Well, yeah, and fortunately, everybody, most everybody I know have has been able to avoid it. There's a few people I know that got it, but my big fear, personally, is what's going to happen this fall when the flu rolls around on top of this. And it's going to be hard to tell, you know, as it's far as... It's hard to tell them apart. Yeah, you know, because you're, cause all of the symptoms that they tell you that you need to report are all the same, which, I mean, you know, flu, uh, you know, according to, you know, the health department and everything, you know, flu is a reportable disease, too, that they also have to keep up with. Sure. Um, anyway, and so, I mean, so it's going to be one of those don't decide for yourself it's going to be one or the other let them tell you um you know the other the other issue that i have is that you know everybody getting really pissed off about you know when they report you know certain things um covid deaths or you know uh, people that are affected um especially the deaths and stuff you know a person died from covid and they're like well you know he the person had you know diabetes or they had cancer or oh, they had pre-existing conditions and, right and, yeah. and they're like you know well that's what he died from one from covid so that, that's, that's not a well, thing i'm like well here's the deal he had COVID when it went down, okay? He was alive before COVID hit with all of that other stuff. So I'm pretty sure COVID didn't help. <laughs> it did, yeah. It was a bit, it was it was one of the one of the boxes you to know, check. Well, he also had COVID, yeah. You know, and it was kind of one of those things where you look at something and it's like, okay, I can I can juggle, yes, I've got all of these issues going on and I can juggle it, I can juggle it. Oh, let's throw COVID in the mix. Okay, no, I'm done. Dude, I heard this that very same argument, and I know I think you probably saw it too, when John Prine died. Yes, and they said, "Oh, but he was old, and he had he had you know heart problems, he had kidney problems, or whatever." And it's like, dude, take all that aside. COVID took him down. Yes. End of story. Yes. That man was an American treasure. I mean, he was fighting the fight, and he was and he was he was holding his own, and he was taking care of business. And, and then then the whole the the Chadwick Boseman, which broke my heart. Um, yes. Immediately there was this whole COVID talk, the whole specter of COVID. And it's like, dude, he, he went through what he went through with his personal issues with cancer. And he chose to keep that where he needed to keep it for himself. And you cannot fault that man for any of that. Uh, totally. And we'll have to talk about and it. We'll talk about it yeah, after the break. I, I, because I, I, there's that, that one hit home. There was a lot of parallels there. And I know, I, you know, when I saw it and I read a bunch about what had happened and what happened. We would just see what had happened. And and it, uh, I mean, it's it 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 draws closer the 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 string of humanity, if you will. I mean, uh, that we're that we're all not so different. Right. Um, yeah. There's yeah. There's some things that kind of came up with that, and even in the, um, um, you know, the cancer group discussions and stuff about um, you know Chad. He, you know, there's oddly enough, there was a there was a different uh, outlook on mm-hmm. you know what they felt should have been his responsibility, and it was, you know, it took me everything not to chime in his responsibility yes really they use the r word yeah because of his star stature yes um 
And some, and, and yeah, with some. Well, people. I know, and it's. And, and it was. I mean, and they that, don't like to hear him talk about politics. Why would they want to hear him talk about his own medical condition? Well, I mean, and it was, it was, you know, it was the, it was the opportunity to, you know, to, to because of being how, the stature that he was, um, to use uh, to use that, you know, to be an advocate. Yeah, I, I see, I see both sides of that argument. Uh, and I do, and at the same time, but I understood why he did what he did because I, the pictures, I get it. The pictures that was at the Enquirer that had leaked of him before he passed, and he was he was real sickly. You know, he yes. lost a lot of weight. And yes. It was him with the with the. He went to like Starbucks or something, and he had a he had like a bottle of water in his pocket, and he had his bag, his backpack type thing. He had a cup of coffee, and he had he had grown a beard, and and he looked he looked tired, and he looked sickly, and people jumped on this oh and before they, said, they before they knew what was going on dude black panther too man what do you got to get in shape man what's going on it's like stop it will you give the guy a break stop it i mean you don't know you don't know what you don't know what demons people are, are working with in 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 any capacity of the world i mean when robin williams died there was so many questions as to oh he was such a great funny man it's like dude you don't understand you don't know what was behind that closed door he only showed you what he wanted you to see you know there's Depression is a big issue in showbiz, and yep. when you when you add any other sickness on top of that, then things get really rough. They get stupid, and you you got to let people be human beings, and and that's you know how I went through that with um, when I was over at the other place over mm-hmm. one hundred three, and you know that that long conversation I had with John the day they had diagnosed him about well how do you want to handle this? Well, I mean, and yeah, and that rat bastard Tim fucking <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> You know what he wanted to do? Oh no! When I to, when I told him what John had told me, because John ever the comedian, he says, "Well, I got good news." I said, "Well, what's your good news?" He goes, "It's not my heart." I said, "Oh, that's good." And he goes, "No, it's the leukemia." <sighs> that's how he told me. And I said, "Do you need me to go talk to Spencer?" And he said, "Yeah, I need you to go do this because I, I don't have the I don't I don't have the stomach to deal with him." So I got off the phone with him and I went down. And I told Tim what was up, and he sat there in his office. He's like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? And he goes, look, he'll be okay. What we'll do then, this is what he said, Dr. Tim. He's going to be just fine. We'll just we'll just say he's got the flu for about 10 days. What? And I said, so what happens after those 10 days? Then what? Wisdom teeth? Gallbladder. Uh, is he pregnant? What are you, you going to do? Kidney stone. Gout. I mean, we were going to go through a list of ailments. It's like, you know, I, I told him, I said, John's ready to go public with this. And he said, he goes, oh, we can't do that. Why not? I said, that's his decision, not yours. I uh, said, so I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, that was all kept under. I, I never knew that. I never knew that he didn't there want was him to that go public moment, with that. That moment, it was that day that John had called me. So I spoke to him the night before. He said he was going to, he's going to the doctor because he was just feeling awful. And um, it was, it was the day of the diagnosis. And, and then I went, he told me to go tell Tim and I did. And, and. Within 24 hours, his whole tune had changed. Because apparently, John had finally talked to him and said, "Look, this is this is my thing, not yours. Don't make it about you, Tim." Well, yeah. And he said, "You know, our number one charity is the Ronald McDonald House." And he, that was his life. That's what he. That's what he lived to do. Take care of those little kids over there, at St. Jude. And Absolutely. He, says, he goes, "Okay, so I, I got put on the path, and I'm walking the same as the kids." He said, "I'll be fine." But you're going to have to work with me here. And so we did, and and. and we fought it on the corporate level all the way to the end. It was a constant fight. See, and that's absolutely, absolutely the most well, jaded thing I've I just... He beat leukemia. Uh, well, yes, and we knew that he did. 
but it was the stress coming out of it. Exactly. And that was the one if the, if 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 Bad Dog taught me anything, that was the one thing that I took from him that's getting me through what I'm going through now. Sure. I mean it was the stressing. Um he did it with so much grace and understanding. <laughs> Until until management got involved, <laughs> and there was that I'll never forget that one phone call. It was the week of Christmas. It was like the twenty second, I think it was twenty second, twenty third of December of that year. And he calls me from the because he he would call me like nine times a day, and he he's like, "You'll never guess who came to my room." I said, "What Santa Claus?" And he goes, "No, no, far worse." He said it was uh, Michael Oppenheimer who was the GM. Oh. And Tim, and he goes, he, he goes, I woke up from a nap and I see, he goes, I see these two specters of evil. And I thought, oh God, I'm in hell. <laughs> I've made it. I've and, arrived. <laughs> and he's, he's exhausted because they've already run him through like two rounds of that red devil stuff that they did back then. Yeah. So he's just beat up and exhausted. He barely keep his eyes open. And, and he said, Michael leaned down and grabbed his hand and he's like, you doing okay, buddy. And, you know, we're here for you. And. Everything's gonna be fine, and Tim's just standing because he's uh, he's he's awkward when it comes to those types of situations. Uh, you know, Tim. Uh, he said, "Michael leaned down to me and he goes, we have a bit of business we got to take care of.' Right there. And, and John says, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, we're wrapping up our fiscal year because they had to, they were on a calendar year. Is we're wrapping up our fiscal year and we got to get into the next year. And well, we're gonna give you like a fifteen percent pay cut since you're not really working." <sighs> And John told me, he said, it was all I could do to reach up. And he goes, I grabbed him by the throat and I pulled him toward me. And I said, you touch my fucking paycheck and I will sue you to the stone age. There it is. And they backed off. And then of course they come, both of those idiots come to me and they go, well, we've been in touch with, uh, who was it? Um, 60 minutes. And they talked to Dateline and they all wanted to do the story about him and working from the hospital and yeah. how we were doing all the shows and stuff. Oh yeah, they're going to be here in a, in a couple of months to do the whole. Th- None, that was all a lie. They wanted. They didn't want that. They just told the staff that to keep us placated. Oh, it was it was all messed up, and it's like John was on the outside looking in at that point instead of the other way around. That's crazy, you know. And it was you know, and and I'm glad that you were able to take some of that and understand how that applies to and and life. I do and, and I do, and it's it's um it's very important and. It's so funny because it's amazing to me how many um, people can make a judgment call on what's good for you or what you need to do or what you're going through. And I'm like, you don't have cancer. Yeah, you don't have this. Oh, you're, you're, not, you're not eating enough olive oil there, D. You, know, uh, you need to eat some uh, some raw aloe plants and uh, you know chew on a cactus every once in a while. You'd be fine. It's no big deal. Right. You, know, you need to get more. You, know, you need to drink some more water. You know, or yeah. <laughs> so, how many cups of tea does your mother make you drink every day? At least three. I, 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 <laughs> a little ginger honey tea. You know, I already know. A little chrysanthemum, maybe. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, you it. need to drink it. Oh, I love your mom. I, I know you just, do. Uh, she's, she's awesome. Uh, before we uh, dump off into this uh, quick break, I got a message here from uh, from our boy uh, 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 Maddox, uh, the heavyweight chunk. Yes. He's so glad to hear you and D back on the air together. Oh, thank you, Maddox. Yeah, he he tries to send me messages from time to time, checking in and stuff, and and it's always so funny because Maddox has this weird, odd sense of timing. 
you know, because it'd be like that one last time, like, you know, there, there a lot of times, like, I've taken, I'm taking naps or, uh, you know, I'm doing stuff and I crash out for a minute and uh-huh. I'll get up for the evening, uh-huh. get some things done. And, you know, you, the, the ultimate, let me just, just, you know, check and make sure that last check before you go face first. And then it was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, no, not no, now. Not now. Well, we're, I, I want to have a conversation with you, but it's going to be one word right now. Well, maybe before we get done today, because uh, we're going to be on for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on the phone. Absolutely. And uh, have a chat. But uh, we'll, we'll pause here. We'll be back in a bit. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, I'm COVIDed out right now. Yeah, we're done. Um <laughs> Take the mask off. Go be dirty. I don't care what you do. Uh, just go over there. And uh, I want to talk about what you're because you and I have, we've we've we, we talk a bit about yes. what you're going through. And yes. um, you know, as a uh, as a cancer warrior here, it is uh, it's it's a thing. It is a thing. And you've been doing it. So you were diagnosed. Was it October of last year? It was. Because we're coming up on a year of, yes. of this. Yes. It's no big deal. It's just the way the calendar works, and I want to, we want to tell everybody what's happening. Give everybody because I get it, I get it all the time. It's like, well, what's D doing? What's she doing? You know, doing. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, and just, everybody hates that statement for me, you know. But it's kind of like, oh, well, they I mean, all want details. But when you give them any type of detail, they go, what? <sighs> it's. I mean, it's it's hard, you know, because everybody wants to know what's kind of going on, and then when you actually, you know, try to sh- you know share the details. Um, it's great social distancing. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that and more. Uh, like I said, we'll pause here. We'll uh, hit up uh, the headlines. Uh, let me grab a tune or two. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to okay. get a cup of coffee and uh, kind of get my shit together here. Okay. There you go. This is uh, Danny Green with the Memphis All-Stars. Radio Memphis and Sweet Love. Head of that Sam Roquefort so easy. Also heard Trash the Brand out of Jackson with Souls on My Shoes. Apparently back in the studio with those fellas. Uh, they may have some new stuff coming very soon. Oh, well, They've been kind great. of in a weird hiatus. I uh, One of the many, many things that I have uh, been doing during the uh, pandemic is uh, I'm a writer for a, uh, a little magazine called Midtown Living. It's uh, from Best Version Media, which is a nationwide thing. But the, the, the column that I write is strictly for Midtown. Mm-hmm. And you get the magazine for free if you own your home. I don't know how they figure that out, but it, well, but, yeah. but it gets delivered to you. And there's articles about what's going on very specific to Midtown and, and whatnot. And uh, Alan Rankin, who is the drummer for the Penny Kings, uh, approached me and said, hey, could you write something about Memphis music um, every month? And it's, it's like, I don't know, it's short. It's like a page and a half of standard typewritten stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I've been taking various artists and talking about them. And, oh, very and, nice. And right now, because it's usually based in a phone interview or back when we had somebody in the studio, and it was easy for me to write something about it. And the one that's coming up next month is about John Namath, because he's got a brand new record, and we had him on the phone. Uh-huh. I'll get back to him in just a second. But I wrote for two months straight about how the how the uh, pandemic has been affecting musicians. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crippled them uh, to not put too fine a point on it well you know it's funny you bring that up because um there were several articles you know especially this past week you know that came out as far as the music industry um what's really really and we see this and we understand this i mean yes we're a radio station yes we stream and you know we play music and stuff but you know one of the caveats about what makes us a you know kind of an amazing you know outfit not to be biased um (laughs) is that you know we uh, have live um entertainment that winds up coming in you know as far as booze and blues and uh, the radio memphis um live music hour that normally happens on thursday on um, thursday evenings um 
what's what's really as far as the industry is concerned and what's the biggest concern is that these small venues okay oh they're hurting bad well and you know and it's not the point of yes they're hurting as far as financially because they they are not going to have the 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 wherewithal and and the um uh, avenues that they can kind of weather the storms like some of the bigger outfits can you know in terms of you know logistics and you know financial planning and stuff but the way it works is that you know the way the industry is always you know it's kind of it's 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 always been described that for artists to really kind of make or break it, you know, you've you, you you've got to put in your time, you've got to pay your dues, you got to play that Monday nights when nobody's staring at you, and you're right. playing to the you know, to the bartender. Um, but this is this is kind of where you know all of that wood shedding winds up happening, and what streaming has been experiencing just a complete uplift because of everybody being isolated and everybody you know, trying to stay in contact and stuff, and so they have these opportunities to to you know kind of engage. And you know, and consume uh, you know their content that way. What the problem is for these artists, and this is something that you really need to understand, is you may have something that winds up getting like we'll uh, we'll just make up a number for fun, you know, and, and giggles here. Uh, you know, a million streams, okay? And somebody's going to think, oh my god, this is amazing. You're rock stars, you know, and you know, and somebody's going to start paying attention to you. You know, some of these groups and these outfits and stuff are going to start paying attention to you. The problem is, is that they haven't had they've kind of skipped a couple of steps you know <laughs> a few <laughs> you know that, that get there and so let's say that you know you wind up getting based on based on your performance on just streaming alone right you wind up getting booked for something okay well these people based on you know streaming numbers and everything else are expecting a live show to be of a certain caliber right and then you know johnny and his brother and you know and, and their cousin show up in their, their backyard barbecue gear you know and put on the show and, it, and it's it's not matching up because you know these guys have not gone through the opportunities to really work out their live shows and work out their presentation the technical details and, yeah. and and you know and work out you know the performances and stuff where which becomes you know a total entertaining package and what's also happening um as far as you know with industry and and and, and management and artist development is that it, it's gonna it, if this continues at the rate that it's going to continue it's going to be harder and harder in order to nail down you know a certain talent and it's going to be even harder for those that you know could probably make it to get through because they don't have these smaller venues to go ahead and and you know start their you know their woodshedding with and and that's that's a that's very important because it's it's those elements and 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 those those specific places are key you know to this chain uh, you know as far as uh, as far as how this an artist development well, how it you works so what facebook is doing next month what are they doing? It's more like what they're not doing. Okay. Starting October 1st, mm. the new terms of service for Facebook are coming to fruition. You can go and you can read them, and there is a section in there where, and then this this is effed up. A week ago yesterday, we had John Namath on with his new, with his new tune, and he's been doing some backyard streamings like you are talking about, and he, but he's doing it with, like, you know, like I, I, I've got a guy that knows how to do this. So, sure. you know, we are putting on some shows, we do like a 45 minute set and I'm using that to sell the record you know that's that's all he can do mm. he was able to get a record recorded mm -hmm. he went from 150 shows a year to nothing mm -hmm. while he was in Spain he contracted a virus that mimics arthritis what so that wound up putting him this was right before the pandemic hit they thought it was COVID but it wasn't he was on his back he wound up getting home and spent two months in bed using a wheelchair oh my god then learning how to walk again 
he's now up to the point where he can actually kind of go for a jog every once in a while, but he's still it's still kind of tiring him out. And he goes, so the timing of this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, so back to you, uh, back to uh, Facebook. Yes. Starting October first, no more streaming shows. End of story. No stream music. Nothing of that nature. They're putting the kibosh on all of it. So the question naturally came up, well, what if it's my own material? None of it. As a matter of fact, our friend Dale Watson ah. over at Hernando's Hideaway yes. got thrown in Facebook jail for streaming his own show and his own material. Really? Because Facebook can't make money off of it. I don't know what's I think I think it's a little deeper than that. I think what it is is the it's the uh ASCAP BMI thing. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up because there's been Because Facebook doesn't paying paying for any of that. No, and you know, and, and there's been there's been a lot of news, you know, circling around, you know, those organizations and stuff as of late and you know, in the past probably about two or three weeks that I've been paying attention to. And 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 this is you know, this is the element of how important live performances, live shows you know, in any venue, small or big, you know, were, were important is now that this is the only viable source to get any information out or, sure. or getting any, any kind of you know, promotion out. You know, everybody is you know, kind of scraping at the barrels as far as rights and stuff. And this is where, um, you know, uh, companies come into play and, and exclusives come into play as far as, you know, where you're going to get it. And, you know, you have to go here or you have to go to this source or you have to go to, you know, Apple or you have to go to Hulu or you have to and go it's to all this weird convoluted stuff with the terms of service now on top of all of this this is the beauty of it myspace is going hey, hey. and they've been they, they were built for this since day they were one. built for it and they have to they, i think they have to upgrade some of their uh some of their uh outputs software their back end stuff so they can handle the load but it looks like myspace is going to be the place to so they can go onto facebook and say i'm doing a front porch show saturday at noon Check it out at MySpace. Here's my link, and then they'll pop out and go on over there. So it may save it, I, I guess. Well, and, what it's worth. and the funny thing about you know the funny thing about MySpace, I mean, us here in the states, we take everything for granted because you know we're we're onto the new and better things. You know, something is old after it's been in our hands for thirty seconds. I mean, we're the, I mean, the society has become that disposable. You're in their sitting mind. in it. We're all you know whatever. <laughs> 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 but you know what's really funny is in the other countries and stuff. You know, MySpace was still kind of a viable source for for um, you know artist discovery. Yeah, uh, and it was a very viable source. You know, for a lot of these uh, management groups, a lot of these um, uh, artist management labels and, and and music companies and stuff to still use because the the way that it was set up, you know, is predominantly you know it's 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 like the you know it's 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 like the paste and stick of okay have you done this have you done your video have you done your bio have you done you know, these these are all these things that you know you should you know you well, should dude, look at what happened in was it 83 82 mtv makes the scene and so they had a handful of videos mm -hmm. and then almost overnight mm -hmm. it, well in this business it's about six months which is almost overnight mm-hmm Every label, every promoter, every artist had been told right there on the spot, if you do not have a music video, you will not sell record one. Right. Because you're not going to get airplay on FM on a lot of this stuff. Right. Which was kind of a weird, it, it didn't happen because a lot of FM stations altered their playlist to go back into what MTV was doing. Right. So ergo, I think it was Billboard that came out with the MTV list. Mm -hmm. What were the top videos there? Mm -hmm. Not that they could take requests because there was no internet back then. Mm-hmm not viable but 
you know, they were making all of those programming decisions. So when the Buggles dropped Video Killed the Radio Star, which is an awful video. It's, but you know what? But it, but it made sense then. It made perfect sense then. And the song is really not that good if you think about it but the whole point it's not the that's not that's not what it was about it was about the fact that now there was an avenue for musicians to almost control what their audience got yes and that had been wrenched away from them by fm now fm is dead it really is i mean um i'm not going to belabor that any further than that i mean people have been blown out I've, I've got some dear friends that are that are on the beach forever now because of this and stuff like us what we're doing puts us back into that into that realm like you're talking about where, where you could we could for example in theory this is hypothetical radio memphis could cozy up to something like myspace true again and and we can tell our artists that come in here hey don't just rely on us you've also got the ability to stick a camera on your ass and stick it out there on MySpace and do a thing. And Justin Timberpants, or whatever his name is, uh, here in Memphis, he owns part of it. Right. And he's a musician. He gets it. Well, he gets it. I you mean, know. you know, he totally gets it. Um, and so, I was, you know, yeah. Well, and see, what's really what's really funny is that um, I was trying to look, um, you know, on, on some of it. Uh, part of it, you know, with, with uh, Justin Timberlake, part of it with Time. Yeah, uh-huh. incorporated um, in time, and of course, in terms was, was purchased by Meredith Corporation in 2018, and and of course, that's a media conglomerate um, that owns magazines, television stations, websites, radio stations. Hello. Um, <laughs> For what it's worth. Yeah. I'm mean, sorry. I mean, you know, not that not that we spout out certain things, you know, without necessarily looking up. But you know, sometimes it's fun to look some th- stuff up and, and just kind of verify, you know, kind of the route. Well, yeah, you can see kind of where it's at. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to take a lot a lot of this with a, with a large grain of salt. Right. Uh, let me grab this quick break here. We'll come right back out of the break. We won't play any tunes or anything, and then uh, we'll get into. Uh, some other things here and uh at some point later on i think we'll have uh, maddox somebody or somebody on the phone okay with the chumps uh, so uh, stick around uh it's all coming up next here at radio memphis don't run away radio memphis in the mornings with rick cheddar weekday mornings at nine central on radio memphis yeah 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 whatever um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's like, so what the hell is he doing here on a Saturday? Yeah, well, you know, I'm here all the time. Uh, it's uh, the 12th of September. It's a Saturday. Uh, so we're here live as 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 we do. Usually in pre-pandemic times, this would have been Radio Memphis around the world. But that's uh, clearly not been a thing for a while. And those we've, I know we've gathered a lot of new listeners uh, since uh, since all of this started. Uh, thank you and welcome to Radio Memphis. Absolutely. Uh, leave your money at the door and then leave. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, the host of that show is uh, our own uh, Dee, who is here, and uh, the last time she was on the air with us was uh, at the end of February. Yes. And for those that aren't hip to what's going on, uh, Dee has uh, been busy. I have been busy. Is one way to put it, and uh, and I've, I've, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, <sighs> well, I, I, though, and, and and those of you, I mean, if you missed it and stuff like that, I mean, you can actually go to radio-memphis.com and you can actually catch that live broadcast. You know, saved um, on demand um, and we had actually dropped a bomb oh. on everybody on that particular day um, because I had um, I had actually learned last fall 
um, in October, um, I had been diagnosed with um, stage four colon cancer. And so in the mid in the process, you know, and since, you know, up until that point when it, the broadcast had already been through, you know, uh, numerous chemo treatments and I'm continually going through treatment right now. And so that's uh, amidst of everything that was going on. And of course, right when we did that broadcast, that was right before COVID really hit. Um, yeah, with this area. Yeah. Our, our last booze and blues was March 22nd, I think. Mm-hmm. And we had to cancel the next one. And it was Lightning and Malcolm and he was he was sad. I know because he's so much fun, and he had a new record coming out at oh. the same time. See, yeah, and ever since then, Mark Caldwell, our producer for that, has been so sweet and so kind. And I need to give a shout out to Mark. He had sent me a message, and I did not respond back. And I am so sorry; I didn't realize I didn't respond back. And he was just reaching out to say hello, and he was checking in on me. And so he's been uh, sending his phone calls in the nooner, yes. and we've got a bunch of them coming up. We've got, uh, we've got, we had Diane. Out of Nashville, she's a big song. <laughs> big, <I can't. laughs> she's Grammy nominated. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, kind of does does a uh, country blues mashup thing. So we had her on. Uh, we've got somebody from Fat Possum coming up next week, I believe. Okay. Mark Edgar Stewart, remember him with mm-hmm. Remote Control and the lovely song about his dad? Well, he's teamed up with Jack Oblivion. Oh, how fun! And another gentleman, and they've got a band now. Oh, wow. And the, the three of them are going to call in one day in October. Okay. And they've got some new music and stuff they want to talk about. Got it. Yeah. So we got some Memphis Luminaries. So Mark is staying busy. Yes. And he does put out the... Now, And I, before we continue on with your thing, I want to... I, and I made mention of this in Radioland, but Mark had put out a... Um, uh, you know, as he does, he puts out uh, schedules. Yes. Performance schedules. If you want to go, go. If you if you want to put a mask on and do the social distancing thing and go see some live music, you do it. You know, you have to follow the rules of the of the joint. Follow the rules. So he's been putting these these various shows up, and you know, in the city proper, not so much. But in like Beale Street, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, places like down in South Haven, they've been doing some shows. Their their situations are a little bit different. And a few people took it upon themselves to attack Mark for doing. Oh, you're kidding. And he wrote, this will be the last time I'll do it because some of y'all don't seem to give a shit. And I'm not going to be attacked for supporting these shows. These people are hurting. They've got to have something. They've got to have something. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it to him. I, I said, don't, don't stop. Don't, you know, no. Just, just keep doing it. If they want to go, go. If you, you know, if you, if you want to take it upon yourself to follow the rules. I know Niels is staying busy. And Neil is, to his credit, forcing social distancing. Yes. Forcing masks, forcing the artist to stay six feet because he's got a big stage, so they yes. can stay six feet apart. No nine-piece band, mind you, but you right. know, go to three or four-piece, they can pull it off. Right. Um, the lead singer is the only one that's not allowed to wear a mask. Mm. Everybody else does. Well, I mean, yeah, because... <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, Brad Webb has refired the jam at uh, Rock House. Oh, okay. But that's got a whole different set of weird rules. That's got that's that's yeah that's different. And he's he he puts it out there. If you're a singer, bring your own mic. If you're a drummer, bring your own sticks. Mm-hmm. If you're a guitar player, bring your own guitar and mm-hmm. your own amp. We're gonna point to cables, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. I mean, it's been going for about two or three weeks now. Well, you know, like I said, everybody, you know, do the best that you can. You know, with you know, the resources and, and you know the space and the availability of what you got going on, you know, and and, and hope for that. So, uh, but having said that, uh, I didn't mean to derail you. But, mm, but, you're but, good. But uh, but yeah, last October you uh, 
you told me what had happened. I and, did. And uh, we, once you got into a little bit more of a stable thing, we, we, we had this talk about what we were talking about with, with Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that was before this, but um, getting onto the air to talk about what it was. So you and I came in on a Saturday. It was the last Saturday of February. Yes. And we, we talked about it. Was it was leap year. It was leap day. It was leap day, yes. And it was the day before colon cancer awareness. Is it right? was. And which the timing of that was beautiful. Again, promotions director at Hard so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't uh, even plan that uh, one. And then, uh, and then since then, uh, of course, COVID and your, your world has been, uh, had to be completely readjusted. It has. Um, and then we talked about this. This was this broadcast today was supposed to happen last week, but yes, you know, and but we had to shuffle some things. Around. We had to shuffle some things around, and you know, and I, I can go ahead and throw my sister under the bus. Um, <laughs> Your text to me that morning was hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, "Are we on Saturday?" And you went, "Damn Asians!" Well, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and to her credit, it was actually a demand that I had made, and it actually uh, kind of falls into you know. What it worked I, out fine. I mean, what yeah. I got going on, but you know, it was, um, um, you know, my mom. It is hard. It's it's been really hard as far as on my family and everything that we you know we've got going on. Everybody's been well, told, no shit. Everybody, I know, I know this. Okay, why here, would it not be? I, I know, and and I don't worry about her. She just had cancer. All right. I mean, and 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 as a you know, and as a mother, you know, for her kids, it doesn't. The rule here's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter how old you got. You know, oh, it's it, still your kids. It's still your kids, and. You know, she was, you know, she was kind of feeling bad, and then of course, then in the middle, of, in the midst of all of this COVID stuff, and not being able to see, you know, all the family, like we, like my sister normally, and and all my nieces and nephews and and grandbabies and stuff, you know, yeah. everybody would have already been in and out of the house two or three times from Dallas. Well, sure, uh, you know, by this time, and you know, we've all, we've, you know, us, and we always have like, you know, the, the Asian invasion, and we always have the huge things. That well, it's like that. usually around the holidays, of, not just birthdays, yeah, and, birthdays, and, Christmas, and, Thanksgiving, and, and surprises, and Halloween, stuff, you know. Chinese New Year. Whatever. You know, it doesn't matter what Asian's New Year it is. We're going to celebrate Whatever. It. Yeah, y'all have a big time. Yeah. yeah, and we do. And and so we hadn't been able to do that. And, and you know, for especially my parents, it's been very, very hard on them. Well, you know, my mother had a breakdown and um, was just... Understandably, yes. I, I mean, it, I think everything finally kind of caught up with her. And, and, you know, and she was just, you know, completely upset and, you know, and, and upset with what I have going on and upset that, you know, that she doesn't get to see um, my brother and, and the kids as often on a normal basis without, you know, making sure that we're all good and everything's safe. You know, that's the that's the closest interaction that we have as far as with family, because you know, Carl and, and, and the family being in town. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm with my sister. I mean, you know, it's, you know, firstborn. And and so I, I it got to the point where it got so bad. I mean, I literally on a, that Tuesday, I called my sister and I told her, I said, look. I don't care what you have to do to make this happen, but you, and it was, it was not the nephews and nieces and stuff. Get your ass here. It was like, come home. Yeah. If you, this wasn't, it wasn't for me. I mean, it wasn't, you know, for me, it was for my mom. Well, sure. And I was like, you need to, you need to come home. Cause if you, if you come home, my life will be so much better for a couple of days because she'll see you. Yeah. And, and, you know, she gets to talk Asian 
stuff. You know, like my mom, I mean, she speaks Thai and she speaks La- you know, Laotian and stuff, and it's so funny. Uh, and I can understand all of it, you know, I, but I'm just not fluid when, you know, in speaking it. Right, 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 right. And, you know, and, and, and it's now my parents, you know, she's become really Americanized, you know, and stuff. And so when, you know, Han comes around, it's like, you know, Asian things happen and Asian food happens. And right. all of a sudden, all these traditions that we didn't know were like in a book somewhere happens. And, you know, the dragon lady shows up. Right. You know, and, you yeah. know, and she, and she needed some of that. And, and <laughs> so I called my sister. She was laying in bed. And you know, and we're you know we're on uh, Facebook Messenger, Facetime, you know, and and I'm I'm staring at her and I'm talking to her and stuff, and I'm on the computer, and and and, and she's like, well, okay, I see what I can do, and I'm like, and on American Airlines, there is a flight, and there's social distance. I was like, you know, and 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 here's a flight, and and you'll be able to leave at this time. You can go home at this time, and it's only going to cost you two hundred ninety-seven dollars, and you have a voucher for yeah. a flight that had to be canceled, you know, since I wasn't able to do a particular procedure. So you can do this. Get your ass here. And, and, and it was. And yeah. it was it was like I don't I don't care if he divorces you, mm. you know, talking about her husband, and he wouldn't because he loves he loves my mom more more than he loves her. Um, <laughs> Everybody loves your mom, <laughs> absolutely. And, and and she was so funny because so the very next I mean literally the next morning at seven o'clock she's like, I booked it. I'm like, okay, good, you know. And she flew in, um, you know, that Friday, um, uh, Friday for uh, Labor Day weekend, um, Friday afternoon. My brother went to go pick her up at the airport, um, and when she got in, it was. I mean, my mom's tune had changed. She, oh, sure. she became mom again. And I think that was the first time since the beginning of the year that I actually slept the whole night and because I didn't have to be in charge. Right. And, you know, you have to understand something. I'm, you know, I'm also caregiver for my parents. And it was like, and one of the urgencies of her, of calling to make her come home was like a week prior, I'm on chemo okay, uh. and I take chemo every day and it's, 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 it's taken a lot out of me. And, I, you know, I, I take naps a lot. I was sleeping hard, okay? And all of a sudden, I mean, I wake up, and there's, like, all these smoke alarms are going off in the house. Oh, great. The house is on fire. Well, I, yeah, right. And so, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, so, I mean, I, I mean and, and it's all, I'm already having a hard time getting up and getting out and moving around. Right. So, I, you know, when I say leap out of the bed, you know, it took like, it, it felt like, you know, you know, 40 minutes, you know, just trying to get out of the damn bed to figure out what the hell was going on. So, I, so I, I run out in the hallway and, you know, the smoke alarm is going off, you know, in the hallway. The, smoke, the last Boy Scout has got a smoke alarm in every room. And how this didn't dawn on either one of them, because they're both now hard of hearing, I don't understand. So the hallway one's going off, the bathroom one's going off, the one in the kitchen's going off, and, you know, dad's hard of hearing, so he's in front of his computer blowing up galaxies, and he's got his headphones on. Right. Oh, so he doesn't hear any of this. And so, and my mother is in their bedroom, and she's sitting in front of her vanity, and she's painting her nails. Uh Uh-huh. And nobody cares. And I run to the kitchen, and there is a pot that was on the stove Uh-oh. that she was boiling water for some tea uh-huh. and forgot. And uh-huh. it was like burning. Uh-huh. And so I, I just kind of, I, and so I'm like trying to shut everything off. You know, the house smells like this putrid plastic smell. Yeah. Okay. Which they can't smell apparently either. <laughs> um, and, and, and I, and I, <laughs> I first run to mom's room and she's just, you know, she's putting, you know, she's, you know, she's painting her long nails or dragon lady nails and stuff. And I'm like, um, did it occur to you that the smoke alarms are all going off in the house? Why? What are you talking about? I was like, you can't hear that? I just, I just, I was like, you can't smell that. I was like, 
I just, I just don't look my nail. I just sound so pretty. Do you like my nail? And I was like, Mom. To be fair, when you have, when you're in a room with somebody who's doing their nails, you can't smell shit aside from that. Well, and I, and I finally looked at her. I said, Were you boiling some water? And she was like, oh. <laughs> She's like, uh, Oh shit. Oh, I forgot. And I was like, You forgot. Okay. Okay. I was asleep. I'm in. I'm under chemo. I'm under chemo drugs here. I'm asleep. I'm in so a haze. Cancer's not going to kill me. However, you're going to burn the house down, yeah. and we're going to die anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I go good. into Dad's office, and of course, you know, Dad's rocking and rolling, and he's like, he's got these dragons that are flying across the screen. So I'm having to wave the white towel on the side, so because he, you know, he, he packs. Yeah. And I'm like, so he doesn't shoot me. And I'm like, Dad. And so finally, he's like, what? You know, Uncle Bronx boy comes out. And I'm like, you hear anything? No. Smell anything? No. And I was like, nothing? House on fire, man. And I was like, no. I was like, I'm so glad that you managed to put a smoke detector in every room of the house. I said, because four of them are going off. Did you hear that? Well, no. I didn't mean, I didn't, I didn't light anything for it to cause it to go off. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a great answer. So I called my brother and I'm like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I need, you, I need you to come home. I was like, just because I said, I need to make sure the smell is just from this because obviously, because he's also, you know, technical engineer. Well, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. HVAC and stuff. And so he comes in and he's like, um, yeah, he comes with all this baking soda, puts it all out all over the house in front of the vents and stuff like that. He goes, yeah, they messed up. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> and so I tell my sister this and, and it was, you know, and it's, it's, you know, and that's a big concern for me, you know, because um, you know, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be taking care of them. They're taking care of me, and we all were not—we all were not winning that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not winning today. No. Um, well, I, you know, and in the middle of all of this, I mean, we—we—we've we, talked about this uh, with with your current chemo schedule that you that you go through, and you've yes. you've elaborated it to me and, and how and how it works, and and that that takes precedence over everything. Absolutely. You know. Um, the, the clock stops when that when that, when everything else has to go on hold. You got to go and go deal with the, the you get the, the the drip and then uh, and then you got the pills and you got the, you know, the scans and all that stuff that goes on. And it, like you were mentioning earlier about being in the medical profession, they tell you, okay, with COVID, uh, you need to stay home a lot more yes. than usual because you have a compromised immune system. I do. So the timing of this actually worked out toward your advantage and you know it's funny because um you know my oncologist um you know dr drew jill um baptist cancer center amazing, What's up, doc? amazing amazing group amazing people they've taken such great care of me mm. uh, he said the exact same statement he goes you know not to put a fine point on this but you know this really couldn't have happened at a better not that it should have happened at all right. but it couldn't have happened at a better time in that you know you having to be able to take care of yourself you know because i'm able to you know do some stuff and work at home um, you know, and make some things happen. And the part that pisses me off about all of this, uh-huh. <laughs> um, COVID sucks. Cancer sucks worse. Yes. When you get a diagnosis like this and, and you know, you try to be on the up, upbeat and, and, and you try to be positive and, you know, and it was like, you know, live your best life, live every day, do things that you want or you, 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 you've always wanted to do and, and, you know, and get out in it. Well, I can't, you know, because, I gotta stay home, and because even if there wasn't COVID, you'd still have this. Well, if there wasn't COVID, I mean, would I have to still be extra careful? Yes, I mean, well, I always course. did. I mean, but it wasn't it wasn't like you couldn't go 
and at least you know you know go enjoy a nice dinner or you know go, go to see, the movies or go to the movies or go see or go you know see some you go know a show a show or see some event or things like that and they're like you know you know plan a you know plan a thing or plan an excursion plan a trip I can't I can't do any of that you right. know now right. I now it's like not you know you shouldn't Rick and you know and Joe right. shouldn't and you know the kids shouldn't and, and all of this I get that but it's like I can't I can't go you know? No, it's full stop. You know, and so this is like, well, this sucks. You know, I get to, you know, tomorrow, um, I get to spend some time with John. I haven't seen John since March. Yeah. You know, it's his birthday. Ah. Um, oh, well, well, this coming, this coming week. Well, you're, well, it, it lined up that you're in a state where you can do that. Well, and well, because he, he'd been taking some vacation time. And so he'd been, you know, um, social distancing and not sure. being around people. And so for us to make that time and this, he's like, he's like my ride or die guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, and, yeah. it, and it was like, we well, yeah, we have to make all of these you know arrangements, you know, just so that, you know, we could do something that we always take it for granted that, you know, we do these amazing things and we cook out and we have fun and stuff. And so for me to, you know, kind of make these plans has been hard. Um, I will say that, you know, when we talked, uh, you know, back in February, um, I was looking at, you know, possibilities at the time, um, since, since that, you know, at the beginning of the year, probably going into, you know, May and June, um, I wound up uh, spending, you know, after each, uh, chemo infusion, um, the drip, as you like to call it, the drip, um, you know, I'd wound up in the ER. Um, so I was going to the ER like every three weeks, mm-hmm. um, you know, with some craziness and, um, you know, and it, we've got yeah, that adjustment period and things start happening and your body goes, well, Hey, hello. One of the, you know, in the chemo cocktail, you know, there's, there's one specific, um, there's one specific one that goes in there that they know is going to, it's, it's, it's a beast. Right. Know? Um, right. and one of the things that happens is that they're going to put you on it for a certain period of time for as long as you can tolerate it. And then once it gets to a certain level, it's like taking you to the cliff and we're getting ready to drop you. But right when you're getting ready to fall, we're going to yank you back. Um, and, and, Gee, thanks, doctor. And you want you want yeah. you want this, you know, on the, on the onslaught, you know, to kind of, you know, kind of get everything you know, where it needs to be and, and, and get everything somewhat controlled. But it's also, um, you know, and it's, it's called oxyplop. I'm not saying it right, but um, <laughs> I don't uh, think it really matters. It, really, It doesn't. Uh, one of the things that it winds up happening is that, you know, it causes like, you know, a lot of these, you know, kind of weird side effects. And as it turns out, you know, I was getting like all of them <laughs> and, and, and between that, having that and taking the, um, Zolota, the pills that I take every day, uh, you know, for chemo and stuff, you know, it causes a lot of neuropathy, causes a lot of joint pain. Yeah. You were, you were telling me about it. You were having trouble with your hands feeling something. And my hands are numb. You know, like, um, and you described it, uh, if I recall right, about like when you're in the shower, you know, and you want to make sure you've got like all the soap out of your hair. I can't tell. You know, because, you know, like when I do, you, you feel it kind of squeaky or you feel it do stuff, but, mm. you know. It, well, it's like like I was reaching in my purse and stuff like that. I mean, as, 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 women, women get this, you know, you're able to kind of put, put your hand in the bag and, and, feel you, around and, and find feel like you find your stuff. And it's like, I mean, this is like literally, I don't know what the hell I'm touching. Right, right. And, 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 and of course, you know, the bottom of my feet and stuff, there's a lot of numbness. There's a lot of, you know, as far as joint pain and stuff. Um, you know, I never knew, and of course, obviously, no fingerprints. Um, Which is cool. We should go rob a bank. I'm telling you, man. Uh, this is the Not time. That you could feel it. But, you know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know if I was touching the right button. Um, I never knew that opening up a water bottle could be so painful. Like arthritic, painful? Like in the joint? Like in the bone? Or is it like just like like on the on the on the skin part? Yes and yes. Really? The whole thing? The whole digit? All of it. 
And um, is it just like from the wrist down, or is it is it like up your up towards your elbow? I mean, your as far or? as as far as the numbness and stuff like that, and, and the pain and stuff, it's like it's all like in my hands and stuff. And like when I go to, you know, when I go to try to open up a bottle that's got ridges on it, yeah, you know, you don't realize how important your like fingerprints oh. and things are, you <laughs> yeah. know. But it, it feels it's like the part, it yeah. feels like so, it feels like my my skin is being shredded uh, when I try to open it. Yeah. And then, and of course, you know, I can't I can't bend my like, you notice I, I haven't been able to bend. I can't. He can grip things. Yeah, I can't grip things. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, one of those. Well, that um, and you're and you've got the reverse Michael Jackson going on. You're turning black. Uh, well, you know, and what was really funny is because Carl, Carl was my brother. It was I don't know. I guess it was probably about two or three, two months ago, three months ago. And he was. I was sitting outside, you know, because I try to sit under the carport. I can't get in direct sunlight and stuff like that because you know chemo effects. And he was like, he goes, man, you look great. He goes, you got some color and stuff. I'm like, I haven't done anything. He's like, well, you're getting sun. I'm like, no, I can't. He was like, well, you're getting darker. I know. <laughs> and, you it's know, a thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. But No, yeah. I had to change my makeup. Well, yeah. Because the makeup I normally wore made me look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> hey, decent blackface. What the hell? Tundra would be all over you like a cheap suit, man. Um, I was, when, when I last talked to you, you know, we were looking at possibly doing the um, Y90 procedure. And um, as it turned out, um, we actually went in and they tried to do the mapping at, right. in April. And it, it was um, at the time because of the blood clot and stuff that was in my liver, I, I, they weren't able to do it. So um, I had been, been immediately was yanked back, you know, as far as into chemo and stuff. And, and, and we've been doing scans and, you know, we've been doing normal treatment and stuff. I'm still on the first line of treatment that I started with. So and I'm still responding. And and they are, you know, the last scans, you know, we just we just had some um, past week, two weeks ago, um, you know, and everything is, is, is still getting a lot smaller. I mean, everything is, is still very stable. Um, and in fact, one of them, you know, and in the middle of all of this, um, probably about two months ago, I had met back up with one of the surgeons. Um, who was still very iffy on whether or not you know surgery was was going to be an option because we still have two lymph nodes that we're we're kind of keeping an eye on. Right. Um, that's outside of the liver, and you know my oncologist is trying to make the determination if it's if it's you know metastasis in addition to lymph nodes or if it's because their reaction to the liver, which is two different things. Sure. Um, and as it turns out, um, you know, and according to you know after having my last meeting with my oncologist and stuff, I mean he's like ecstatic with you know the progress that i've been making um um as far as response and not having to go through a second or third or fourth line treatment because there's a lot of people in my particular uh, case that would have already been through other treatment stuff right and right, i'm right. still doing the first the first so they're going to i guess the plan then would be to to maintain that first line until it doesn't do anything until it doesn't do then anything they can move to the next line but what we've um what he decided is that I am being set up um and actually I should be going next week um I'm going for a, a another second opinion um um with a with a person in town who is um a specialist as far as for you know for gastro and stomach and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff um to revisit you know the possibilities of Y90 and revisit um some of the possibilities of, of surgery and stuff because ultimately at the end of the day you know the the end day, the end goal is surgery so that you can cut that out but you have to get that everything within a certain place where you can do that right where they have the clear margins and stuff um um and it's you know and, and in the meantime i mean i'm, I'm i kind of do what i need to do as time goes on uh 
you know, it's it's a cumulative effect. I mean, it, it's a build up, and you know, yes, it's been rough. I mean, uh, I'm very positive still. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm you know, kind of you know, whatever. Um, if you and I were talking about it the other night, and it was kind of you know, it was kind of like that real you know, real talk yeah. moment. It was like at the end, you know, this sucks. I mean, this you know, chemo. This sucks. It's not something you sign up for. No, it's not. No, it's not. It sucks. No. Sucks. <laughs> it's cancer. It sucks. Yeah. When you see when you see those posts that people make that the cancer sucks, you know, it's easy to scroll by it or toss it off and not think about it. Say, so, yeah, you're right. But those that have had it and and have it still and, and continue that fine. That whole term, cancer sucks, takes on a an entirely different vibe. Yeah, it sucks out loud. I mean it's It does. And you know, it's really funny. I mean you, you know, we got to sit down, you know, in February and kind of unleash the news a little bit. And then, of course, you know, we promise that, you know, from time to time until we can kind of get a hold of everything and get back to a normalcy in life as we know it, which I don't know what that, that'll be a different norm, I'm sure, um, that I would check in. And, you know, as funny as this, we're on, we're on a platform, you know, and I'm publicly talking about it, but, you know, you notice like as far as the social media and, and, and things that uh, you know I've been very you know kind of quiet and, and to myself about it and, and 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 we talked about it back in February about the best thing that I could do was kind of pull back and, and, and kind of go into my own head and, and, and be secure with my family and well that's and, that's, that's the important part because um, even though you've got a, a you know an, a, a fantastic team of people not just medically but you got your family around you you got your friends yes. that are there to support you uh, there comes a point though when you when you voluntarily step outside of that to talk about it that's that that in itself can bring so much stress to the table it can and and you know it's funny there's a there's there's going to be a time where there's a part of me knows that that um i am i need to do something with that but it's kind of kind of be in my own terms you know and oh sure and 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 i should you know because of the speaking abilities and all that other stuff i get it you know the relatables um one of the things you know that that wound up you know really kind of hit home is um when the news came out with um chadwick bozeman and yes. it was so funny because as soon as it hit i mean you know everybody was so stricken with the news uh you know of you know one of their you know their marvel universe characters you know you know and and you know not just marvel universe but you know he wound up doing that you know doing all of those um you know different movies and stuff like that bob picks up man you know jackie robinson yeah miles davis yes i mean he did a bunch of stuff and he's such a talented actor and you know and he did it all and he 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 did that all while fighting you know this particular disease and he was actually very private about it well yeah and what was really funny is that when that stuff was, you know, I was reading all of this as soon as it kind of came up. And, and, and so, you know, again, I, I've told you before that I'm in a lot of these groups and stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, um, were grateful that the news had come out and they had actually shined a light on colon cancer. Not that that just, not that they only shined a light on it, but the emphasis was put on the younger generation and people that are younger, Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. that are, that are getting this particular disease. And, and, you know, a lot of people were, were, were very amazed that he still accomplished what he was able to accomplish and, and nobody knew what he, what fight he had you know, behind closed doors. Mm. At the same time, you know, there were some individuals were like, well, they were mad because he could have used, you know, his stardom, you know, in order to be an advocate. And I was, and I got real mad. I got real mad when I was reading some of those statements, you know, and I'll, and I'll be honest and if it offends somebody, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I get it. 
you know, it was kind of one of those things where in order in order for for me to kind of function and 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 stay where I need to be at in my mind and, and in my heart, you know, instruct and, and, and again we've said this before. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. A wrong answer. It's 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 your answer. Whatever works for you. Well, sure. It's it's your decision. Not, and not the and public. what worked for you him? You know, the public squad. What what worked for him was that you know he was an entertainer. You know he was an actor. You know he was a he was also a political activist. He was all these things that you know, and that's what he drove to be, and that's where he wanted to keep his focus, and that's where he made you know his most his most relatable impacts and stuff. And and in order for him to stay in those positions and and then and to keep his family safe. Sure. Uh, and, and and not to be intruded on, um, you know, he kept it to himself. And so I, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I, I understood that. And, you know, there's sometimes where I'll look at some stuff and I get real guilty and feel like, oh, I need to be more of an advocate or I need to be, you know, I need to like, you know, I, I need to put ribbons all over my, my, my banner, you know, and, you know, you know, and, you know, cancer survivor, and, you know, and you should do this. And then at the same time, I'm like, you know, though. As soon as I do that, it's so funny because, you know, and, and people do this all the time. It's like they come up to you and they're like, oh, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I had pity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's, here's the answer. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> That's LJ's favorite button on this. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, well, because it's appropriate and there are times and it gets tiring when you're dealing with public and they go, oh. And that's the thing that also comes up with a lot of these, you know, a lot of some of the, you know, some of the cancer patients stuff that I keep up with and stuff. They're like, you know, we hate it because it's, you know, it's kind of one of those. They ask you how you're doing. They want to know what's going on, you know. And, of course, you wind up getting the canned ham answer of, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm working on it. It's great. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fighting the good fight. You know, I'm warrior. I'm staying positive and stuff. And, you know, I close, you know, you close the door and it's like, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and a lot of times, too, when somebody, and I've seen this, when people really push the push the point, you know, how are you doing? Tell me what's going on. And then you tell them they don't like the answer. No, they don't. And, and it doesn't fit with their narrative in their own head. And, and then, which is, it's really shitty on that person because it's like, this isn't you. This is not... No. about you it's about what i'm going through here you wanted to know i told you it doesn't right. fit your narrative hang on <laughs> and that's 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 the whole point of this and it's um if you don't like the answer don't ask the question well there's that there's that, there's that general thing are you doing okay i'm i'm, I'm okay and then leave it mm -hmm. anything it's all great it's good the problem me personally I have is that when when you know it, it's not my family and stuff. My family, they're all like me. They get it, yes. Yeah, I mean, everybody's you know, we're like well, it's all in the same. We're, we're all like yeah. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna fight this. We're gonna kick this and stuff. Like, I, 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 I try deal, yeah. yeah I try to act like I don't even have it. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. I do what I can. Um, but when when certain people come up to you and they they give you that look and they ask, it's that look of you know we know you're gonna die soon. Oh Jesus! Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like you got a death sentence, and it's like, no, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get to decide that. Nobody gets to decide that. No. I could walk out and be hit by a bus tomorrow. Sure. You know, I'm sorry, I was hit by a train. I'm good. <laughs> Stocked <laughs> up on the hit by stuff, right? Uh, now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got all. I've got all. I've got. I've got the playbook down. Okay. Right, now, you know, right. and it, and it's, but that's, and it sounds really crappy for me to say it in that manner. Is 
when somebody looks at you and they're just like, you know, it's 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 almost like to a certain extent there. I mean, well, of course there is COVID, so I have to remember this, and I take it real personal. But they're almost scared to touch you. It's like they're going to get it. I'm going to catch the cancer. I'm going to get you. You 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 understand what I'm saying? I saw that with I saw the bad dog. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's you know it's it's tough. I mean, and I tell everybody all the time. Now, mind you, me personally, for the stage that I'm at, and everything that I go through, and all the side effects, uh, I am still on the on the better end of the deal than I've seen with a lot of people that are are not fighting something that's a little less intrusive, you know, and then what I've got. And, and, and a lot of it for me, you know, is, is a total mindset. And, and my attitude has kind of always been like, I still am at a, I'm still that person that I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't that's want That's not on you though. I mean, that's on them. It, right. And, and it's, and it's, you know, and it, and if we, if we talk in that manner, then we're, we're in a good place. But if you're coming at me with a, you know, oh my God, you know, what if, what if and stuff, I'm like. I'm going to, you know, do what I normally do, okay? Yeah. It may take me a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, I may, you know, have to put certain certain things on hold, but those will come back at some point. Sure. You know, I still make those plans, and, and you know, and it's kind of one of those, well, you know, we really shouldn't do that because, you know, you're in a condition. I'm like... <laughs> what, are we going to put off Christmas now? Well, you know? right, you know, and, and so... And All of a sudden, they look at you like you're the elephant man, you know? And, and that's, and it's, and it's John hard. Hurt and that... I am not in any mood. Uh, right. You know, and that's how that's how some of these people perceive a, somebody who's sick. They don't, you know. Right. And it's and it's tough. I mean, and what's I mean, that part, I say it's tough, but I've but me being isolated and yeah. stuff. I've, yeah. Unfortunately, I've been able to kind of be shielded from a lot of that. You know, does it come up? Yes. Um, you know, the hardest part for me is I'm dealing with. It's not me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've squared. You've come to grips with it. I've yeah. squared it in my head about what I got going on. Right. Um, what's hard for me is is watching, um, you know, my elderly parents who I'm supposed to be taking care of, and they're ultimately having to turn around and you know take care of me from time to time, you know, when I can. Sure. And and you know, I'm not a parent. I don't get it. I'm not a parent. And to watch them, you know, break down, and or to you know see. My brothers, you know, especially, and, you know, my sister-in-law, you know, and, and my family, but, you know, they're so awesome in, in that, you know, we need anything, we'll bring a drink, and we'll, we'll bring you something, and, you know, come by, and we're going to check and stuff, and it's almost like, it's like, are you breathing? You know, yeah, it's their version of do I, it. Do I need to get a hazmat suit? You know, right. yeah, yeah, you should, yeah. <laughs> Just leave it outside, uh, no contact, uh, spray it down with some shit and get out of here. No, it's, it's not like No, 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 and it's, no, it's, it's that's, um. If you'll pardon the pun, it's a healthy approach, in my in my estimation. No, I mean it's, yeah, and it, it's you've come to your grips with it, and you know you know where you can and can't be, and you're what you're watching. The hard part is watching your family trying to come to grips with it as as, as well. But 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 from what I, from what I'm hearing is that they have in a certain aspect. They have. Sure, and, they understand I mean, it. And, and look, I mean, do they have their moments? Yes, they're going to. Well, who wouldn't? For God's sake. I mean, if they didn't, I would be like really pissed off. Um. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you right now, after this conversation, I'm going to go home and drink myself stupid. Well, I got it. I got you know, it. Well, look, you and I, you and I, and, have, well, and you're very important to me too. We, when we, you know, we built this, we built, we built the station, Rick. And we've been doing this for the better. I mean, this is, you know, we're in our tenth year. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have been through so much. Oh about, my god, about about all of this, and and we, 
we've been able to, of course, survive it and ride it out. And, and you know, it hasn't been because it just happened. I mean, there's, there's a lot of effort that goes into this sort of thing. And, you know, right now, everything being in its weird little archival mode that we're just kind of, we're just, we're just here. Right. And, and um, we're eventless. But we're not the only ones. The whole world is eventless right now. And right. we're just kind of along for the ride. We have a pretty good seat to, to these things that are going on. But at the same time, we got Halloween coming up. This place should be filled with people. Uh, I mean, we, we, are you kidding me? It's, we, on a, it's, 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 it's oh. on a full moon night. It's the night the time changes. It's, I know. Full moon on a Halloween. It's rare when that happens. Uh, right. Which means that, okay, the, yeah, the goblins, the witches, and the demons oh, yeah, they're are all going to be coming out. And we, we could have a whole studio full of this fun and... We've had to stop. Uh, you know, Tendria and Gerald have had to you know put a hold on on their program, and and uh, um, that's that weighs on me. It's been yeah. It's, it's same with the booze and blues. That's that's killing. Well, me. That's, that's I mean that's the other thing. You know, as far as changes and stuff, that's the other thing that's been a really big hole in my heart. You know, I'm, you know, yeah, we did so much and we put so much effort into this and stuff, and you know, and I've you know and I've you know spent so much time you know you know developing programming and developing you know you know. Well, I'd be goddamned if COVID's going to shut this motherfucker. Well, because not, that's, it, that's you know. It's not going to. It's not going by to. By hook or by crook. I mean, if I got you know blow guys by the dumpster to get the get some money in here i'll do it oh you know what i was thinking about your stage name <laughs> for, the, for the book thing yeah yeah, yeah. ricardo chavatier <laughs> ricardo chavatier yeah uh, i like it you know i have to do the whole thing in some sort of latin well i understand that but you know when we were having that conversation when i was on yeah, the way in and stuff yeah. and you were talking about you know the smoking you know robe and the and the cavatier and i was like you know and as soon as we hung up yeah, i went cavatier. yeah that's uh, yeah the the voice acting thing thank god that that's that's a thing well and you know and that and i i'm glad that you've had that opportunity in order to um, well it's helped keeping the doors open here yes and i tell you something else too and, and then i gotta hit this break our la- our landlords, landladies, lords, lords and ladies, lords and ladies over at Graber Investments could not have been more supportive throughout all of this. Uh, everything that has been, they you know, everything cool. I run into Miss Donna every once in a while, and she's like, everything okay? Y'all doing okay? I'm like, yeah. And I, in fact, I dropped off the check last week, and okay. uh, and uh, you know, they they're, they keep the door locked. They don't want they don't want anybody just wandering in. And I dropped it through the little mail slot. The door opened because somebody was scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, hey, hey how you doing?" <laughs> um, they're like, "Hey, are you doing? Is everything okay? You know, you hanging in?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, doing what? Doing what we can? You know, this well, is absolutely. we're doing it not for our own edification. We're doing it for the fact that we're giving the public something that they can use that they need." Well, sure. So, and that's what it's about. All right. We'll pause here. We'll be back here in just a bit. I'm gonna play one tune and then. Um, I guess we'll come back and kind of wrap it up. And, uh, okay. I want to get uh, Mr. Maddox on the line here at some point. Okay. He's been dying to talk to you. So we'll, I know. We'll give him that opportunity. So um, um, it's uh, mid-September. I always have to look at the goddamn calendar. <laughs> uh, all the days have bled together. Uh, so what's? Uh, can you get into it? Can you elaborate a little bit on your, your schedule between now and, I guess, toward the end of the year? I mean, I know you've got your, your usual 
course of treatments and scans I'm, and stuff like that? Or are you I just mean, kind I, of in a holding pattern? Well, I mean, I'm still I'm still going through my normal uh, my normal chemo schedule right now. Um, you know, again because I'm I'm responding and it's it's being responsive. Um, you know, at this time and that's good. Um, and it is. It's very it's very good. And and I, it's I think it's almost shocking. You know, to to the doctors, um, which you know that's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> So true. Um, hey, Doc, you have no idea. Right, you know, and and we're uh, as things are, are, are going are going down. It, it's almost like it's it, it's almost like looking for those one you know those those windows of opportunity to go. Okay, you know, we have we have a chance where if we can add this or or make this happen, and um, you know, just to kind of give you an understanding, you know, ultimately, you know, the big elephant in the room. Um, you know, it's calling cancer, but it did metastasize, you know, to my liver and it took up, you know, it, the tumors, you know, had taken up a, a, the majority of the right side of the um, uh, liver. A lot of that stuff is being decreased. Um, but, you know, the margins, you know, it being around, you know, particular you know, arteries and veins and, and the two lymph nodes next to it is it's, it's what the level of concern is. Well, sure. And and so, you know, the, the plan of attack is trying to get all of that, you know, to a certain place where... Uh, other treatments, you know, in addition to, you know, to the chemo and stuff, you know, can happen to where you can kind of get it to where it needs to be and either, you know, it, it go away, which would be fantastic. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> or at least get to a certain point where, um, you know, surgery is an option. Uh, you know, and that's, that's, you know, kind of, you know, you know, the, that would be, you know, the, the all end all to be all, you know, you know, great thing that could happen. And so in the meantime, as I'm going through these treatments, um, you know, I have, you know, I have scans that are planned, you know, every six to eight, you know, six to eight weeks, you know, to kind of see where we're at. Right. Um, every time I go in, you know, for, for IV chemo and stuff like that, I'm having all of this, you know, blood work and stuff done. I'm having all this testing done, um, that they keep up with. And, um, you know, and as we go through it, you know, of course they have to keep up with, with, you know, symptoms and treatments. I had this weird thing happen and it started, I guess it was about three weeks ago. I took a, all of a sudden, of course, I, first I was like, Oh God, I hope I didn't get bit by one of these ticks, but that's not the case. It was like beef and pork and stuff were making me sick. Right. Cause I know how you are about your beef and pig, man. I like me some steak. I hate you. I do. You know, and it was. It got, well, you had the whole man meat Sunday thing that you were doing. I was always man meat Sunday. I mean, that's what I normally do on Sunday. You and John to be grilling something, and or, it's know. my man meat Sunday. Well, you know, and if there was about you know two or three weeks where I wasn't able to you know kind of eat any of that, and then of course my brother and everybody was really concerned about you know protein because I got to have it in order well, sure. for things to go, sure. go around and um, tofu only carries you so. Right, you know, and we were doing some you know, protein shakes, you know, and things like that. Um, I do have to give a big shout out to um, Rob Yules, you know, my um, life on air partner. Yeah, we do that yes. stuff with. He wound up um, having some um, uh, some cool um, protein powder and stuff. Say he sent it to me uh, uh, from New York, oh, uh, cool. and you know, of course, you know, him being you know the pro bodybuilder with his card and stuff, and of course, you know, his his he's like sexy and stuff. Lifetime coaches, so he is. He really is. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but he wound up sending me some stuff. It's uh, I believe it's called pure nu- uh, pure nu- nutritive pure nutritive powder. And I learned something about protein powder, and I did not realize this. And you know, the stuff that he wound up sending me, and he also wound up um, uh, sending me some uh, immune support um, uh, vitamins. And it was some of the stuff that a lot of the nurses and stuff were taking on the front lines. You know, when COVID hit and stuff in New York. To- 
boost their protection a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, everybody that was talking about, you know, taking, you know, these certain minerals and vitamins and stuff like that, um, you know, we're all taking them separately. Everything was combined, but it was a, a certain, you know, form and it's all all natural mm. state minerals. There's no synthetics and stuff. Well, the protein powder that he sent me um, obviously didn't have any of the junk or, you know, any of the sugar and stuff, but he was in, I learned a lesson. He said, you know, you, you when you when you go and purchase a lot of these products, you know, be it in the store or, you know, or whatever, most of the time, these products have what is like we call it like you know second line whey protein you know oh it's not okay right it's 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 it's, the runoff it's the runoff after they've gotten what they wanted to and then they make the protein that's the majority of it well this particular this particular brand and this particular company um is they're like no man this is the first run it's the first run and stuff and so i mean it, it tastes really really good so tried to you know he, he so it's, talk- it's like a like a like a shake like a like a smoothie type of thing yeah i mean or could you can put it in with all these different stuff and so so good i'm able to get you know get some stuff like there so i have to give a big shout out for that um and you know just to kind of help me kind of stay on track as far as um with uh nutrition you know and things like that and of course my friends and my family and stuff you know for my skincare and <laughs> vain. hey you still got your hair i still have my hair i know I gotta keep That's back. always the question I get. So, how's D? Oh, you know, she's going you know, she still have her hair. Oh my god. Yeah, she does. Yes, yes, because everybody knows how anal I am about it. Well, um, well, no, and it's a handsome head of hair. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, you know, because I swear that's the second question that comes out of the immigrant's mouth. You know, she still got her hair. Oh yes, yes. I still trust have. me. If she starts to come out, you're going to hear about it. Absolutely. You know, the biggest thing. You know, the biggest side. One of the other big side effects that I wind up going through is, um, and of course, I have makeup on. You can't tell. Then I did that on purpose. Um, you know, is that um, I wound up, you know, having um, a, 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 you know, kind of a reaction, you know, on my face, and it, of course, uh, it looks like a face of a 15 year old, you right, know, going well, through puberty, um, and all of this. But here, it, have a zit. Well, it turns out that it was one of the rare symptoms that happens, you know, on. Um, taking chemo and taking Zolota and stuff and the rarity happens if that it happens if it happens it means that it is totally working but it's rare that it happens to particular individuals and oh, so, I got you so in other words it's like it's rare that it's happening to me my face is getting screwed up over this but it's great that it's happening because it means that chemo is working I'm like oh, sure. okay so I have to be happy because chemo is working but in the meantime you know the thing that I dedicate about the vanity and stuff is being wrecked at this moment in time. So, hence the family and, and friends and stuff that come in with all the you know the beauty care products and stuff. That, Sacrifices sometimes have to be made. Uh, well, you know, and this is just just shows you just how petty that things can really be, and that you need to really think. You know, no cow, no pig. Still got the hair. Yeah, I still got the hair. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and things like you know having some good reports and having some you know, some good responses. Um, and especially talking with, um, you know, my doctor and him going, you know, and he's always, you know, five to six, seven steps ahead of me. Right. And it's like, okay, you're going to talk to go so-and-so and he's going to, we're going to make him look at this. He's going to do this. And we're, we're going to yeah. look at this and stuff because, you know, now that we're at this place, you know, I want to get a second. And it wasn't as, it's not, and of course it's, it, nobody is slamming one against the other. They're all trying to get on board going, okay, maybe if you look at this and maybe you'll see something I don't, or maybe that you can introduce something that I didn't think of. Um, and they're all working like that, you know, in, in, in that, in that frame of mind. Uh, yeah. And so hopefully um, here in the next week, you know, I'll go talk to this other guy and, 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 
see if there's some other treatment plans that can happen. Yeah, you know, one of the things is that we're trying to see if Y90 can be reintroduced or maybe a liver ablation or you know some type of. You know, it's always good having a pair of eyes from an expert on the involvement. Radio, so. yeah, you know, radio or radiation, radioactive um, you know, therapy and stuff, you know, to liver because that's what they were trying to attack first. And, and and everything is look, everything is stable. I mean, there's not even like there's not even any metabolic activity that's going on, which means it's like that's good. No, that's fantastic and yeah. so i have you know i i'm you know i'm lucky you know and, and and so when i have that those days where you know i can't move or i can't get out of bed or i just you know i i i, I can't you know pick things up and you know sure. my normal three hour you know day that it ta- would take me to roll through the house clean it now takes me two eight hour shifts over a weekend you know after you know a sandwich and a nap and like you know sit outside right yeah um um, let's see here. Uh, it's time to, uh, let's get him on. He's been bugging me. Is it always this whole time? No, just over the past several months. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> so, first things first, Dave, because of you, now I'm having to talk to cookies out of wanting to do a live nude show called Man Meat Sundays. Ah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm glad y'all uh, talked him out of that. Uh, Rick, please do not give him permission to put that on the air. No. <laughs> mm, no, 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 not going to happen. Not happening. Not happening. He just got new man meat. He doesn't need to, like, wave it in front of everybody. Oh, good for... Lord. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> why? Did, why? Stop. Stop. Besides, man. I mean, it's true, but still. Man meat uh, Sunday is reserved for. Uh, that's that's a trademark thing that belongs to D&D Th- only. That's mine. And oh, that's the way it God. should be. She's trademarked a hashtag. Absolutely. <laughs> well, D, I'm glad to hear you back on the air. Oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate it. And, I, I, and thank you always for trying to check in and send messages and always kind of see how I'm doing. And I, and I, I know do. I have impeccable timing. <laughs> Man, look. I mean, I swear to God, Maddox, every time it's like, all right, I'm going to check one more time. I mean, I'm literally like laying in bed going, I'm so tired. And then you're like, hey, so how's it going? I'm like, this feels like something that requires like interaction more than free words. And I, I'm not there. I understand completely after, you know, when my mom went through all this, I was her main caregiver, so I kind of, I understand, I get it. you know, what you're going through. I appreciate, so. I appreciate it, and I know that you're you're always kind of wondering what's going on and stuff, and I appreciate you, you, you being so supportive. Well, you know, you had to give us approval to put us on the air, and the minute you put us on the air, it just kind of went bye-bye. Yeah, well, don't, yeah, well, don't mess it up. Nah, I'm watching them. <laughs> yeah, there have been many times, and I, I do want to tell you that I appreciate the few times that we have had a chance to talk, especially when I've kind of gotten into my own head and had a few questions for you, and the first answer you give me is, well, cut that shit out. Now, <laughs> well, I mean, look, we don't even got time for that. <laughs> you know, I, I understand that now. I mean, hell, my head is not a fun place to be. <laughs> no, man. It's like it's like kind of like, you know, do your thing, because if you overthink it, you could screw it up even more. Easily. Exactly, and that's what I've kind of had to learn. Is uh-huh. I've had to let go a little bit more than I was used to. Oh, I know. I get it. I get yeah. it. I totally uh, get the it. The boss man over there has been running me through the uh, 
thrills of learning how to run the board over there. Yeah. Well, that's good because I think I forgot. Yeah, there was a, there was a certain like I mean there's a certain way you work things out and there's a certain finesse especially when you kind of really get into the rhythm of of what you're, you're you're doing and how you're talking and how you're interacting and stuff and I was in there I mean this whole time I've been sitting there staring at the board going which button is it that you pull down so that you can still hear them but there's music I'm, I'm like going through my head going I don't even remember this well when you come back uh, Maddox can train you oh no oh no you don't want me to do that no no I'll kill him the first, the, yeah you will the uh, the first time he sat here and he did the thing I was sitting over there where, you, where you're at and um, he was leaning over there trying to trying to look at the screen and then he tells me he didn't have his glasses well they're well, okay there's your problem there it is I was due I was due for new ones my old ones were already giving me a headache oh, yeah, so I had uh, just gonna I quit wearing them to avoid the headache now that the new ones have come in it's a lot easier to see that screen, I have to admit. Yeah, well, it will certainly, because I'm not going to put it in blind man mode where it's all the fonts are really big. I'm not going to do that. Yes. Wait a minute. I didn't know that was an option. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just just stop it. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a, uh, a couple of Saturdays that are coming up here eventually uh, where uh, uh, Maddox will come back in here and uh, we'll do the thing on a Saturday evening. And, uh, uh continue on with all that so we're kind of in a weird sort of way kind of easing ourselves back into some sort of semblance of what a radio station should be doing in a sterile weird way I guess well yeah something like that yeah we're having to do that and you know that's what we're doing absolutely so absolutely it was good it's 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 been fun but it's I've, I've told people that this job is at times one of the most frustrating but most invigorating I've ever had It is. That's a good way to put it. Well, that's a very nice way to put it. You know, I'm glad you're trying to stick it out. When you work with my co-host, it's obviously frustrating. Well, there's that. Okay. Yes. Well, it was was good hearing from you, Maddox. I really do appreciate you. Yeah, we're going to run. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Guys, if if there's anything you you need, you know, we're sending you positive vibes your way. Absolutely. Uh, Shoot me a message if there's anything we can do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon, all right? Thank you, brother. We'll be in touch. All right. Bye. Bye. There you go. All right. Yeah, that's uh, Maddox. Uh, that's the uh, the head chump of the heavyweight chumps. Absolutely, absolutely. I just got a message from the UK. Did you really? Are they listening? Mm-hmm. They must be. They must have back channeled. Mm-hmm. I always have a message from the UK when I'm on air. I know it's funny how that works, isn't it? It is kind of yeah. funny how that yeah, works. Yeah. Um, yeah so. We we don't have to. Pro- it's really strange if we don't promote anything and we just do something. The listeners counts go up. And, and it's like how and if you promote everything it's like nobody really cares oh of course <laughs> I could sit here and tell you about an event for 10 days three times a day for 10 days and nobody will do anything but no. you make one statement somewhere along the way and the place will be packed well I mean that's kind of what we did Radio Memphis hi Radio Memphis it's Batty from the UK <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Batman? Oh, good. I'm good. How are you? How are you? I am. I'm. I'm working on it. See, can't answer. Oh. <laughs> I think my time is mixed up. I thought you were on at ten o'clock our time. How long have you been on there? Um, about two hours. Oh man, 
that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, well, we're, this is gonna be up for on demand after you know, you know after a bit and stuff. You'll be able to Later catch night, it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you know, Batman calling in my UK connection, Radio Memphis Road Crew Radio. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Memphis. <laughs> Listen, um, I want to thank you formally. Um, you know, since I've got you on here, uh, for the very wonderful package that I got from all of you guys um, that came through the mail. What was so funny is that um, I get this—I get this uh, stuff sent in from the UK, you know, uh, from from Batty. Um, and of course, you know, there was actually a couple of other things in there. Um, John Caswell, big shout out to him. Uh, you know, because he he wound up sending me a um, hat um, from the Royal Shakespeare Company uh, uh, Theater, and and what's really cool is that you can't like just order this hat. You have to like go to the actual facility and get the hat, uh, kind of deal. Now he's uh, he does a, of course he does a floor stage managing and stuff like that, but he's also a a, a pretty much very cool, very well known dude in the music world and industry and stuff. I'm a session player for Abbey Road Studios, has done some some amazing things with a lot of a lot of amazing, you know, artists because you know, you know, Kevin he only hangs out with rock stars. Um and then done some stuff. So he personally put some stuff out in there for me. And you also um, actually gave me a CD, and I need to get that to Rick uh, from the Fred uh, Fred Skidmore uh, uh, trio with Hammond with a Hammond organ all up on that particular album. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Oh, it's cool stuff, man. Well, just about just funny enough, I've just been having a beer with those two guys on here at fine old English pub out in the country. Yeah. John was saying, hey, Dion tonight. I said, yeah, you're going to ring her up. I went, of course I am. <laughs> well, good. Because yeah, he wound up sending, you know, because uh, I made that post and stuff. And, of course, you know, he got on there and, you know, and sent loves and big hugs and, you know, and things like that. And it was just, yeah. um, I, I, I so appreciate it. And, you know, I know that, you know, especially because of you, um, you know, everybody in Birmingham, you know. Uh, yeah, Birmingham's just going, oh, well, you know, give it all our love. Like, oh. Connection, the wits wind. Yes, I know we are Twinkies, aren't we? You know, I give it. Everybody, you know, everybody's like, well, we didn't know. I went, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a show on it. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully be able to get back to that when all the craziness, you know, kind of calms down. Yeah. Not just with me, but also just as far as with with COVID, and you know, because we were just talking about that as far as you know all the different you know trials and tribulations that Radio Memphis has had to go through in order to hold the fort down. Thank God we've got um, you know Rick and LJ as far as with Radio Memphis in the morning that happens you know during the morning times to kind of keep the boat the boat rolling and everybody informed and entertained and music and stuff like that too. So yeah, no, it's great, that's great. Yeah, and you know you could always call in and just bug them you know at noon or something. Oh, God, yeah, mate, just do that. Just let you, them know, you know, just need to call them and let them know that the UK listens at that time too. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Honey, it's good. It's good hearing you, hearing from you. Thank you so much for checking in. That's okay. Listen, you wear that T-shirt because nobody will touch you if you wear that. You know, Peaky Blinders. Yes, I got the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah, and he sent me a Peaky. And yeah, Batman no, sent me a Peaky no, Blinders. No he wound up sending me, um, and it was so funny because the and the package was like was wrapped in this really cool paper. It's it's like you know it's like. Gift paper, like you're the, like the actual paper you're supposed to wrap in, you know, not the right, shit that you right. buy for Christmas because you feel like you have to. Um, but it, we got the package in, and you know, my dad was like, "It smells like something," and you know, and and of course he had all of these European bath bombs. 
Oh, you know, neat. Yeah. You know, that yeah. were in it along with it. And, and it's so funny because, you know, we were, we had opened it up and we were looking at everything. And, you know, everything is made so differently, you know, versus as far as how it's made in the States and stuff. And you can tell, like, this is, like, you know, the real deal on all this. But, yeah, you know. I'm made with no chemicals. None whatsoever. I thought, that, I thought you had that company over there in America Lush. Well, you know, see, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been introduced to it had you not sent it to me, Maddie. Oh no, and I think I sent the stars and stripes, the bombs, the You did. You sent several. And what was so funny is that when I first got the package and I smelled this, I didn't know what was in it. I was like, okay, this smells really yeah, good, well, but know, I don't. I bet mean, I was like, I was kind of scared to open it. And of course, you know, you got the mailman bringing stuff in. And remember, we've got all of this pandemic and this craziness and stuff. And yeah. there's a package coming in from the UK, and they're like, is this safe? I'm like, yes, I know who sent this to me. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, when I, when I took it to the post office to, to, to send it to you, you have to fill out a declaration of what's in there and how much is it worth. And, you know. and I put there, there's a hat and there's a shirt and there's some bath bombs. And she looked at me and she went, probably best not to put bombs. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, yeah, best not yeah, to put that on there. And she, she said, I can smell it though. Shall we just put cosmetics? Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, <laughs> well, she could smell it, but it was all wrapped in the post office. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And she was like, mm, "It does not put bombs. It might not go down too well with customers." Yeah, that. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, did you did, did you try any of that soothing buttery stuff I sent you? This? I tried. I did. I tried some on my hands. Don't go. Don't don't go asking where else I put stuff. No, no, no. no. Like, look, we don't have. Look, we don't have those type of conversations, Batty. Remember the giggling. You you need you need to start. You know. I mean, start. You know. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Not start. Stop. 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 Start, start, stop. You, well, we went from like the sublime to the ridiculous. From the Shakespeare, Royal Shakespeare Company to the Peaky Blinders, and I thought, well, what can I put in there to make herself something for herself? Oh, I was thrilled. Like I said, you know, and, and and to you know to get stuff from you know from from John and Fred and everybody, that was uh, that was such a treat. Um, you oh, know, yeah. and, and please give them a big hug. You can kiss them too if you want to, but I just let them know oh, that was yeah, from. Yeah, I'll give them a big wet. Yeah, yeah give them a big wet, so fat, lovely. sloppy one to tell them it's from Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're back locked down again here now from Tuesday, and then all that sort of actually been doing some gigs See? Been I saw some of that stuff that you were actually doing yeah Batty's actually been working some stuff and working some videos and things like that in backline for people yeah. for mm -hmm. social distancing yeah. and stuff um, and, and, and he's getting a little bit of work out. yeah he's getting a little bit of work out yeah, of yeah. yes it's a bit of work and then I'll just turn up and people go oh yeah go ahead and I need to go does he know what he's done nah, he just yeah hang on man. Yeah. Well, I'm all I guess I was gonna say, all I get is pictures from you gallivanting in the countryside with a castle, and like one of you guys sitting at a, you know, sitting at a pub. I mean, mind yeah. you, okay, I'll, to your credit, so people don't get pissed off at that statement I just made. To your credit, it's outdoors. You know, there's only like two of you at a table, and nobody else is around you. I get it, but you know, scenery is oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's, the, it's the coolest place. It's, it's like it's, it's not far from us. It's called the Old Wagon and Horses, and it's about 300 years old, and uh, it's in the, in the country lane, and it's uh, absolutely beautiful and you have to even you would have to dock your head walking through the door because you keep your head on the, the beams oh wow and, and yes yeah, you know we, let's go there when everywhere started opening up the last place we wanted to go was to a pub because everybody would be just so glad to get back and have a beer that it was mayhem which 
it was okay, but when we went there, there was like, yeah, nobody there. There's a couple of old guys playing dominoes in the corner, and I walked in the bar, and the bar and the I said, I've forgotten what I'm supposed to do. I feel 15 again. <laughs> and he said, well, would you like a drink? Go ahead, then. I've got two of those. And, yeah, we've just been out there today, and it's, it's cool. It's, um, well, good deal. Well, good Everybody's deal. been pretty good. And uh, then we went off to Wales with another fine musician, Gary Morris, and uh, sent us some photos of a castle that's even older, 500 years old, that one. You did. You did. And at some, at some point in these escapades, you wound up hanging out with Robert Plant. You can't call me when you're talking with him, but, you know, okay, yeah, whatever. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was the end of the round trip to Wales. Let's go and have a drink with Robert. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, How well, are you, old chap? We'll give, we'll give him our best because, you know, he loves him some Memphis. And next time he's in Memphis, you tell him that he needs to come to Radio Memphis. Oh, he's never been there. Well, I'm no, he's him. not. What? Uh, no, that's not good enough. No. In fact, send him a message and you tell him that D said you have to come. Rick and D from Radio Memphis want you to come by the studio and come hang out. Oh, but like, you've never been there. you kidding me. Right. Make him feel like a dog for not knowing. You know, he did backup for uh, Lightning Malcolm on a couple of bits of work. Yes. And so we'll, we'll make sure that Malcolm comes down when we know Bob's going to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The old home week down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll think that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a couple of proper pints in us and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll do it right. Absolutely. You've got proper beers over there. Oh, we'll, have yeah, we, well, we've really got some craft brewers here. Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll, get some, we'll get some good stuff going. We'll make sure it's proper. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, yeah you, you, you guys have really got going with all that microbrew stuff I've got to say it's really good beer it's better than that other shitty American headache beer that I can't name because it's got the advertising beer. no <laughs> they're not <laughs> oh we got some good stuff here man perfect oh, yeah. perfect well honey it was good hearing from you we're going to be wrapping up and rolling out of the studio here in just a second mama's got to get to the house and you know kind of get back on her Take program a nap yeah, that too. <laughs> Probably worked you up into nap, a nap. You gotta, gotta get a nap in there, boy. I don't be running around all day. I know, I know. I gotta go get my. I've got my times mixed up. I've, oh man, that I just decided to just put one of them. That's okay. That's okay. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. You yeah. caught it. You caught it when you needed to, right at the right time. See, timing out perfectly. Timing's everything. I mean, is everything. No tea. Nothing. I've got no mug of tea or anything. But you know. <laughs> so, so what's your what's what's the What's your plan, D? I've missed it. You text me or message me with what you're planning, so I don't want to take all your air time. No, it's okay. We talked about it all throughout the show, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm writing, look, I'm on, let me put it to you this way. I'm on the winning side of things right now. Oh, cool. Well, that's good. That's, that's, that, that's on, all you needed to hear, my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm on the winning cool. side of things. So, yeah, Mama's Mama's got the train and she's rolling with it. Oh, that, that's great, man. That's all I needed to hear. And it's not a problem, sweetie. Yeah. You know, you know, we're gonna catch up, and you know, always, always. You got always. some castles to see. Yeah. I've got some. Uh, that's the other thing. Yeah, I've got some castles to see. Yeah, we're yeah, supposed right. to be go. We're supposed to go cast. You know, castle hopping. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lockdown, malarkey, and this virus out the way. And I have it in March. Do the virus. Perfect. Perfect. Well, give my I'm love. Give my love and give my best to everybody. Yeah, I will. And uh, nice to speak to both you, Rick, and everybody there in Memphis and the world. <laughs> it's easy. Love right. each other and have some big prayers for you, Dee. 
Thank happy. you. Whatever you do, keep doing it, girl. I got it. I got it, Batty. I love you, brother. Love you, too. Thank take you, Batty. All right, we'll hey, see Ricky, you. Take care, man. We will Bye. do. You, too. There you go. Yeah, so I get so you know so he sends me these messages and stuff, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we were blah 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 tonight." And you know him and John Caswell, the one that sent me the hat. Um, John Caswell has also uh, also had you know playing with Tammy Wynette, mm-hmm. Campbell, you know a bunch of other different folks, and he he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of you know session work. Um, he's like, "Yeah, we wanted to hang out with Robert." And I was like, "Oh, so you can't call or like you know talk to me when like cool stuff is going." His in. name gets brought up in in these walls all the stinking time and I think at one point he was actually in here before it was Radio Memphis uh, and he probably was and the reason and, and the reason being is that you know, he's got that you know he's got the affinity and the love you know for for the music and the musicians and, and the sound and stuff that comes from this area well sure he does and, and he and was working with Lightning and Malcolm he just showed up in the studio with Malcolm and he was laying down harp lines isn't that awesome and it's like dude really and he goes oh yeah yeah Bob's cool I'm like okay you're on that kind of first name basis with him. well that's fine okay well you know I just we just sent a message to him you know from Memphis to the UK and of course you know, Batty is so cool he'd be like what do you mean you don't know Radio Memphis well you haven't been down there well then you, have, well, are you uh, aren't you Robert Plant what's wrong with you see Batty will make him Batty will make him feel bad yeah, yeah, he'll guilt him pretty good. Well, and there's a there's another guitar player um, out there that has heard of us. I've heard from Solid Authority mm. uh, that uh, once things calm down, there's a slight chance that it might happen. It's Keith Richards. Seriously? Because he comes here a lot. He does because of the blues and and, and yes. Yes, he yes. did the expensive winos here. He's mm-hmm. he's always laying something down. He's always having a time. Well, him, you know, him and Mick. Who was it? I can't remember. You and I talked about this, and it was like, you know, what was the, you know, what was he listening? To? What were they listening to? Oh, when they started, mm-hmm. oh, it was Muddy Waters. Yes, and I Chuck mean, Berry. I mean, it was, but it was all, you know, but everything was also, you know, as far as you know, blues, blues lines, blues. Oh, that's all it was, yeah. and that's all, and that's all it was. And so, you know, and then of course, you know, there, um, it was a, it was almost kind of like a, um, an obsession. Thing Still that. is. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it 88, 89 when they played the Liberty Bowl? Mm-hmm. It was summertime. It was hot. Mick didn't want to come out because he thought it'd cool off at nighttime, mm-hmm. not knowing that it gets hot at night here. Yeah, because he yeah, has Memphis. And so he's like, can we delay it a little bit? We need another opening act. And Keith said, I know a guy. And they went, Mick, not Mick, Keith and somebody else got into a car and they went and picked up Furry Lewis. Yep, they sure did. And Furry's like, I need you to stop over at this pawn shop. And he called the guy and said, come meet me over there. I need to get my guitar out. And Keith got the guitar out for him. And they went over to the Liberty Bowl, walked right up on stage in front of a packed Liberty Bowl. And Furry sat there and went, how y'all doing? (laughs) And he proceeded to play by himself. Yep. In front of a packed Liberty Bowl. Yeah, and then Mick decided, okay, enough. Let's go out and do the show. No, I mean, he was like, here's this guy. You know, went and picked up his stuff. Yeah, it was like pawn- an hour and a half there. Yeah, yeah, a pawn shop, and goes straight onto the stage and starts playing. Yeah. and then and then the next day, Furry took that guitar and put it back in the pawn shop, so he'd have some money. Oh, that's how that's how it worked. And if you wanted him to play, you had to go. You had to go get his guitar out of Hawk. Really? Oh. And he would he would let you go over to his house. And he would teach you how to play, and he'd talk about he. You could bring a recorder. It happened all. Robert Gordon did it. <laughs> In fact, Robert tells the story. You'd have to stop off at a liquor store and get a fifth of a, a whiskey called Ten High. <laughs> Rod 
<laughs> yeah. And you wanted you had to go to Wendy's and get a cheeseburger uncooked. Why? Uh, it's just the way he was, man. It's just. Did he eat it like that? I think he did. Yeah. Nah. You're sick. He lived to be, you know. Ripe old age, you know, drinking that rock gut whiskey. Well, you know, with that whiskey, you could, you know, you could sterilize shit with it. But you know, all right, well, I'll go. oh yeah, oh furry man, you know, and and God, Zeke, that's another one I've missed so much. Uh, oh, no. Zeke was telling us all sorts of stories about all that because that was a holiday tradition to have Zeke down here. Yeah, so, you know, so it's all good. All right, well, okay. Well, I'm glad we had this opportunity to kind of catch. Absolutely, um, you know, hopefully we'll do something here next quarter. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a quarterly corporate meeting. Uh, maybe that's the case and stuff. Of course, you know, maybe like you know, right you now, right before you know, between uh, uh, right before the holidays roll around. Yeah, you know, that between Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. Of course, you know, my birthday month and that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens and we can do something then. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring a cupcake and my own candle and blow it out. There you and go. Eat it and I won't share it because I'm blowing on it. Here. Well, I there's no telling. <laughs> LJ and I have talked about this. There's no telling what next week holds, much less what's the rest of the year old and you know we're just having to take it you know minute by minute and that's what we're doing that's what i'm doing that's all we can do and you know so um yeah i'm glad i got a chance to kind of sit down and and visit and let you know kind of what's going on um and let everybody else what's going on i miss everybody i miss being here um we miss having you here that's for sure yeah so we're uh we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it in the meantime of course those of you that have sent messages and, and you know, and, and, and sent gifts and stuff, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yes, I accept gifts because I'm that person. Um, <laughs> no bones about it. No bones about it. You know, if it's about hair care, beauty products, or things that make me feel good, warm, and fuzzy, and beautiful inside and out, I'm all about it. Sure. Mm. There you go. <laughs> it's just that simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, this is where we'll end it here. Uh, c- coming up, it's an evening of music. Uh, just the usual frivolity in the uh, in the library. Coming up Sunday tomorrow, uh, starting at eight p.m. There will be blues music. There won't be a show per se, but there'll be blues music you, you can listen to. And you know, there's something kind of cathartic about that to sit there and just hear one blues tune after another after another all the way to midnight. Absolutely. And, I'll make uh, sure I'll get that. Um, it's a, a Fred Skidmore trio. Um, and there's a bunch of um, you know old school cats uh, 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 from the UK that have gotten together. They separately have done some amazing things, but they get on this one album, brother, and it's I mean they just tear it up. They they tear it up, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the B3. I mean, all up in it, and I was like, well, okay, okay. There's a little Memphis there. Okay, I see. I see where this is at. I said, yeah, that's right, because all the road, yeah. Click your heels three times because there's no place like home, and home is radio. That's right. As Tony Maynard says, I'm in love with a city with a river I can't swim across, and I think my blood type might be barbecue sauce. Bingo. It's a great line. All right, y'all be sweet. Uh, here's your uh, news, I guess. It's three minutes. We can review, I think, is what it is. Okay. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved, and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.